What's up, everybody? It's the Disgruntled Sailor here. Just wanted to give a quick shout out to today's sponsor, Rowdy Sailors. It's a lifestyle brand for the Rowdy Sailor and all of us. It's also active duty owned and operated. They're putting out some cool stuff from t-shirts, flags, hats, tumblers, even stickers. Make sure you go check them out. Their Instagram handle is at Rowdy underscore Sailors and go support one of your own. Make sure you tell them the Disgruntled Sailor sent you and start living that Rowdy lifestyle. The views expressed on the Disgruntled Sailor podcast are exclusively our own and do not necessarily reflect the views of any member nor the view of the United States Coast Guard. Furthermore, the podcast does not have any association with nor endorsement from the Coast Guard. We're just two individuals who happen to be in the military, expressing our own personal views and opinions. So sit back, relax, crack a cold beer, unless you're underway, then next watch motherfucker. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode back of up. the back. Back up, my too loud. Yeah, too loud. Okay, you want me to start over? No, just go. I could do that. No. Okay, too late. I'm starting over. What's up, everybody? Welcome back you to leaned, another fucking you episode. You leaned in when I said you were too loud. You leaned in. Don't lean in. I know. I did. I did it on purpose. Okay. Anyway, all right. What is this? Episode sixty-three. Yes, it is. This is episode sixty-three, and we are going to get to the bottom of some shit today. Okay. Um, we have a genuine medical professional with us today, and we're going to square some shit away, and I'm going to get down to the, the bottom of some fucking shenanigans that you guys have been asking about. Professional. Listen, in air listen bitch, if you get paid to do it, you're a professional. If someone pays me <laughs> to wipe someone's ass, I'm a professional ass wiper. That's how the fucking world works, okay? If you guys want professional ass wiper stickers, just let me know in the DMs, and I'll, I'll make that fucking happen. I mean, yeah. shit, I haven't even been introduced yet, and I want one. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of that, all right, uh, Doc, go ahead, introduce yourself. Tell us as much or as little about it yourself as you want, because um, you're our special guest today. Uh, well, hello, and thank you very much for having me. Uh, long, long-time long listener, first-time caller. You're welcome. Uh, you know, <laughs> thank me for my service. So I am a chief health services technician. I have been in for 16 years. My background is predominantly uh, a float IDHS. I have been an instructor for four years, and I'm currently at a base clinic in the clinic supervisor role. How much? That's me in a how nutshell. Much, how much seat time you got there, Chief? Uh, just under nine years. So, listen, I don't give compliments out very often, but <laughs> that's actually very impressive for an HS, in my personal opinion. Um, most I HSs, appreciate that. Yeah, most HSs that I know are fat, bearded pieces of shit and don't really like to get afloat very much. <laughs> so I'm just – I like seeing people – like when I see OSs that have a lot of seat time, when I see ITs with a Cutterman pin, when I see HSs with a Cutterman pin, I'm genuinely impressed because the majority of you guys are ashore. So thank you for embracing a seagoing service first of all. Oh, of course, man. I, I think that it is the absolute best job an HS can have, and I will, uh, I'd will i love to go back if they'd let me. Um, I would rather jack off a wildcat in a phone booth than ever get on a ship ever again, but I applaud you for doing that. <laughs> to each their own. To each their own. Are there any HSC afloat billets? There are HSC afloat billets, but just because I just came off of the ship, and uh, the assignment officers already were upset about putting me on that one. So okay. uh, I don't think I'm ever uh, going back again. Well, thank you for the breath of fresh air. Um, so 
we're we're gonna do a medical episode today. If you haven't gathered, um, we're gonna do just like we normally do some admin shit. We're gonna go over some medical record stuff because I have questions. Um, and then we're gonna do some med, med board stuff because I'm broken and I'm close to retirement. And I want to know. Uh, and then we're gonna do some other stuff. And then we're gonna do last calls. And then we got a special surprise at the end of the admin stuff. So, shut up. I'm home alone with my dog. I thought you said you, your kids wouldn't hurt. Romo, my chihuahua is licking my lab's genitals, and it's disturbing. So now what you're telling me um, is every time we listen from now on, we're going to have to guess whether or not you're screaming shut up at a kid or a dog? Yes. Yes. <laughs> all right. So first of there's all. There's a drinking game in there somewhere. Yeah, there's a drinking game. I would like people to start playing keep up with us, um, but I don't know what's going to do that. So first, all right, tell us about how oh. – are you about to say timeout? Go ahead, go are you going to go say timeout? I was, but go ahead. It's your fucking – it's your thing next. You were addicted to somebody's brother-in-law. Okay, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. So a li- listener fucking emailed me after they bought something from the ship store, and it said, um, hey, my brother is – I can hear myself. I told you that last episode when I edited it. I told you that. And you told me I was crazy. Whatever. I'm editing this one. Fuck it. I'll fix it. Or not. So, anyways. A listener uh, emailed me after the order and said, Hey, I appreciate how you write like little thank you notes and all your orders. But this order is going to my brother-in-law, who's an asshole. And in quotation marks, she put term of endearment. And she said, he's ex-Navy, a prior canine handler, and is now a detective. And she said, um, feel free to be a dick and show him some coasty love. <laughs> so I, I tried, I like DM'd her and was like, how much of a dick can I be? And she didn't respond. So I tried calling her through Instagram and she didn't pick up. So I just winged it. And I said something along the lines of like, uh, "You want me to read it? I have I was it. Like, hey. I have it. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You have it. Read I it. I have it. Hold on. Fucking ease the piece. That of... way I don't fuck it yeah, up. Ease the piece of the deck, dog. Um. All right. Yo, bro. Heard you're an asshole. Couldn't hack it in the navy as a K9 handler, so you got out to be a quote detective. What a fucking loser. J.K. Person's name said I could be a dick. In all seriousness, all seriousness, thanks for the service. Hashtag stay disgruntled. Yeah, so I thought that was cool that somebody's like, yo, be a dick to this person. Yeah. We're, I mean, if we're anything, we're, we're good at being dickheads and assholes. So yeah. That was cool. I mean, like, I know I'm an asshole, so. Speaking of listeners, tell me about the fucking listener you talked to on the phone. Oh, so lately people have been putting in their fucking addresses wrong. Like, and then when I go to like, like do the shipping, it's like, hey, check the fucking address and make sure it's right. And so, I get tired of like trying to figure it out on my own. So I'm just like, fuck this shit. I'm gonna call people. So, I called this dude, and he lives in like La Mesa, California, if that's how you say it. But he put San Diego as his ah the whale's vagina. Yeah, and so I called him, and he picks up the phone, and he's like, no fucking way. 
And I was like, hey, your address is fucked. <laughs> and he's like, yeah. <laughs> and he's like, yeah, I know. It, it wouldn't accept La Mesa. So I just put San Diego because that's the closest city. And I go, that's not how fucking addresses work, bro. Back, <laughs> and... back away from your fucking microphone. You're driving me nuts. Okay. You're driving me fucking nuts. <laughs> Anyway, so you talk to this kid, and yeah, super excited to hear from you. Oh, yeah, he was super excited. He was like, I was like, I bet you didn't expect me to call you tonight. He was like, no, I didn't expect the disgruntled sailor to call me fucking ever. And I was like, well, fucking do better and get your address right. Like to that kid, <laughs> that's the equivalent of like getting called into his exo's office and be like, hey, man. The the Mick on the phone. He wants to wish you a happy fucking Friday. <laughs> like that that's the feeling that went through that guy. That poor kid. Oh, Vinny that, asked me if, if that's if that's the feeling he gets, he needs to raise his fucking standards because <laughs> <laughs> Then that kid was like, Hey, do you know D one basketball? And I go, oh. Yeah, I know that oh. motherfucker. <laughs> and he's like, Okay, I just want to make sure If anyone's <laughs> listening if you know D1 basketball, ask him any World War II fact that's not about tanks, and he won't fucking know it. Because he told me he knows everything about World War II. We covered this, remember? Yeah. Fucking. Yeah, I'm glad he's doing good. But, like, also, fuck you, too. So, like, you know, anyway. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um. So the sh- I'm glad we can get genuine responses yes. from people, though. Yes, I I like that we're making not I, I don't want to use the word impact, but like if I can make you just giggle, like I know when people like type LOL, they're not literally laughing out loud. They breathe their nose and go hmm, and they go huh, that was funny for a second. If I could just make you do that for a second, I feel like I'm doing my job, you know. Yeah, for sure. Um, next. Uh, our shirts that we dropped. Oh yeah, so the uh, the first run of line crossing ceremony shirts dropped. The uh, the shellback, the ancient order of the deep. Uh, we only put twenty three up for sale because all of the line crossing ceremonies are going to be limited runs. For one, because we're poor. Shirts are fucking expensive now. And we're poor with inflation. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, two. I feel like if everybody has one, they won't be as cool. And you never see line crossing ceremony shirts except for like really shitty cutter shirts. Speaking speaking of that, hold on one second. So do you remember when we talked about it um, the other day about the um, – hold on, hold on. Where the fuck did I move it? So I was talking about like they're, they're simple but they're aesthetically pleasing and they're not like a, a, a Walmart version – like whatever t-shirt and i literally found one on a coast guard veterans facebook page that i don't know why i joined and i'm gonna read you this t-shirt real quick just so you know what i'm talking about it says it's got an eagle on it and it's got an anchor but it's not a chief's anchor and it's not a officer's eagle it says it cannot be inherited nor can it be ever purchased i have earned it with my blood sweat and tears I own it forever. The title of Coasty Veteran. That's what I mean by gratuitous fucking Coast Guard t-shirts. Like it. I want to vomit after you read that. Yes. Like if I see you wearing that, I'm going to automatically assume you did four years. You were a BM3 or 
whatever, IT3, and you're still telling your fucking stories to people. They're like, yeah, I was in the fucking shit, bro. 20-footers. So, like, that's why I, I like these t-shirts so much because they're like, it doesn't say in in heavy seas, in Neptune's realm, and Davy Jones' locker, I fucking blah, blah, blah. It just says order the shell back. And you either know or you don't. Like, if you don't know what that is, it doesn't mean anything to you. You're like, that dude's got a fucking turtle on his shirt. He looks like an asshole. There's no in between. And that's why I really like our shirts. And the rest of them are going to look like that. So that's what I meant by that. I want to uh, know what you have against turtles. Oh, I love turtles. I love turtles. Yeah, I like turtles. I do like turtles. <laughs> Tur- it's, they're literally a tank lizard. Okay? You know, like, who cares? Uh, other than hermit crabs, who carries around their house on their back? All right? Turtles are dope. They also taste really good, too. You cannot have sex with oh, them, yeah. Turtle but you can fucking you can fight them. You know? Oh, yeah. I told somebody the other day yeah. I ate a turtle. They're like, what do you mean? You like, yeah. They're like a snappy turtle. I was like, no, it was like a green sea turtle, like an endangered species. I ate it. They're like, you monster. 100% we Yeah, did. they're like, you monster. And I was like, it wasn't that good. I wouldn't do it again. They're like, it wasn't even that good? I was like, nah, it wasn't that good. I wouldn't recommend it. They're like, you killed an yeah. endangered species. I was like, well, first of all, let's all calm down. This fucking crazy fat British dude killed it. And I just happened to be there Correct. and ate it. And I was like, yeah, I ate a fucking turtle. It's just like you being able to say yeah, you ate I, a horse, you know? I'd give it like a 4.7 out of 10. It was chewy. It was like a, like, do you know what, like, you guys know what, like, salmon cakes, crab cakes? It was kind of like that. Yeah. But a, the chunks were bigger, and it was chewy, like calamari. And I was like, like, if it, like, if I ate it and I cha- and it, like, changed my life, I'd be like, dude, I get it. Like, if this shit tastes good, I'm going to eat it. I don't care. It's rattlesnake. If... Rattlesnake's the only thing that's endangered or even, like, just exotic, really. Not endangered, but exotic. That's the only thing I'd eat. Everything else is just weird. Rattlesnake's delicious. I've had braised right. rattlesnake. Well, I feel braised like rattlesnake. when you go to yeah. port calls, you, you have, have to try. Like, Yeah, when you're going to all these foreign countries and you're, you're walking down the street and somebody's mm-hmm. got a fucking beaver strung up on their little cart, you're like, I, I have to try that. Like, how are you going to be able to go home and sleep at night? For the rest of your life, knowing you didn't want to try some beaver meat. Did you know beaver tail was actually a delicacy and a prized <laughs> food for mountain men in the in the West? I swear to God, look it up. Yeah, yeah. Well, Hashtag like, we eat beavers. Maybe you don't make that into a shirt. <laughs> I'll make it into a listen, sticker. Beaver is very fucking good. Like, I'm, okay. Yes, it is. Listen, <laughs> I'm talking about the North American rodent. That is good. Sure you are. Look, pussy is it a rodent? Too. It's a rodent. What else would it be? It's not a marsupial. Yeah, it's true. It's got fucking the the things that come out of your mouth. Um, oh, this is uh, for the listeners. This is so much more fun when you can see him doing <laughs> hand gestures. Let me tell you, it it ups this from a five point five to a to an easy six. Look, so like when when people were trapping out in the in the wild west. The pelts for beavers were super expensive, and they were used to make felt hats in England, right? But the part that they didn't want was the beaver tail, and the beaver tail was a delicacy because it was high in fat, high caloric intake. It was really good. I'd eat the fuck out of a beaver tail given the opportunity. But anyway, what were we talking about? Line crossing shirts. Right, T-shirts. Anyway, buy a shirt. Um... Yeah, we only have (laughs) three left as of right fucking now. Yeah. Uh man, just in case you guys wanted to know, I got home early, started drinking in the garden because I'm a gardener now. And um, what are you growing? 
Vegetables. What else would I be growing? Yeah, but like what fucking kind? Uh, I got tomatoes, habaneros, chilies, cayennes, green beans, carrots, cucumbers, pumpkins, sunflower seeds. I just put my corn seedlings in the ground. So everything's coming up Mr. Miami right now. You have way more yard space than I do. I actually don't. I got rid of all my yard space for a garden because fuck these dogs and fuck (laughs) these kids. Checks out. So uh, next, uh, if we're done talking about fucking beavers, um, we got some... (laughs) Get it? Like I'm making a fucking beaver. Yeah. <laughs> See, it's funny because it's like vagina. I get it. Um. Anyway, so we got these new coins in. Uh, I'm gonna let you guys see. So there's, there's the front, and then yeah. there's, there's the back. So we got these from Boone. That was Boone, right? Boone. Yeah. yeah, Boone sent us these. Boone is stepping up his fucking coin collection, by the way. He's sending us some really cool... He's sending pictures of coins, not that he's giving us, but that he's collecting that are fucking pretty goddamn rad. He got a Sieges coin that's a sugar skull on the front and, like, some Sieges shit on the back. But anyway, so it's U.S. Coast Guard Sector Key West Enforcement. It's got a conch shell with two cross paddles, and then it's got a hammerhead shark. And, and the body is supposed to be Key West... But they like, there's a tiny human there. Hello, tiny human. Uh, tiny human they, with yeah, a like beer. They, they put the body like, <laughs> oh, wait, she brought a beer? Well, that was sweet. So the the body of the shark is supposed to be the keys, but it 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 just looks. It looks like a shit. It looks out like the, the shark is taking a shit. Like, right? <laughs> and then. That's, on, that's why quality control is important. Yeah. And then on the back it says Maritime Law Enforcement, Florida Keys, and it's got Homeland Security, the Coast Guard, U.S. Border Patrol, U.S. Customs and Border Protection. Apparently those are different. Kyler Meek so surprised. Um, it's not – so the Border Patrol and the CBP are different? It's the same fucking thing. Isn't it? I think they're different departments. <laughs> Whatever. And then it's got – Homeland Security Investigations. I'm going to tell you, I've met exactly four HSI people, Homeland Security Investigators. All four of them were extremely obese and could barely put their weapon on their hip. That's that's all I, that's all the experience I have with them. Anyway, and it's got a chain going around the outside. It's a fucking rad coin, especially because it's kind of fucking, like, it's fucked up. Like, look at this coin. It looks like the shark's Whoa, taking a up. shit. So they're you? No, I'm not that fat. I can still put a gun on. I have a drop holster, so it doesn't affect my my fat belly. <laughs> so work smarter, not harder, dog. Smarter, not harder. Um, but it's a really cool coin. Thank you, Boone, for the hookup. As appreciated, it's always appreciated. Thank you. Um, speaking of coins, our shipmate and good friend and soon to be fucking chief, Jimothy, is in Gitmo right fucking now. And yeah, yeah, and he calls me and he's like, hey, I need to know where Radio Gitmo is and I need to know this, this and this. I was like, here's how you get there. I gave him some I gave him the same directions I was given. Go out to this place. It's near here. Hey, we're doing business. Can you show your kid up? I'm just kidding. (laughs) To be fair, I am in her room. So, (laughs) well, then she should tell you to shut up. Uh, dude, no, I get it. My kids, if you've listened to one, you, you know, my kids are talk all the time. I gave, I gave Jimothy the same vague directions I was given. 
Told him about the fire First department. Off, was I right in my directions that I no, helped give uh, him? He said you're actually really dumb, and it was 100% mine is what he said. Um, I don't believe that. No, no, but that's the beauty of Gitmo. Like, you walk one way, you walk the other way, you're still going to end up at Radio Gitmo and then wake up in the jerk shack. I don't understand what the problem is. Like, you yeah. guys need directions in Gitmo? There's not, there's not much Gitmo to go around. I kind of like right, that's not fucking true. You yeah. can walk the other way and not be anywhere near radio fucking. Gitmo, so I, I, me personally, I really like the radio Gitmo is hard to find. It should be an adventure. If you can just go, I'm just like, oh yeah, I'm gonna go to McDonald's, then I'm gonna go to the exchange, then I'm going to Radio Gitmo. It kind of takes away from Radio Gitmo. Radio Gitmo should be a fucking journey, right? Um, oh, yeah. that's the wrong fucking. Hold it on. should be, and there shouldn't be a sign. No signs. No signs. There should be no fucking signs. No signs. Um, well, there's not until you're there. No. So he got me a Radio Gitmo shirt. He got me a fire department shirt, which actually changed the design. It's not the the standard uh, like fire department symbol. Um, it, it's changed a little bit. Then he got me and Fatso each a Radio Gitmo coin. And then he got us um, these. Uh, hold on. Can, I, can you see that? Um, yeah. They're... The chief of naval firefighting something uh, coin. It's got the like the four sided fire department symbol. It's got EMS on one side of the coin, like on the left on the right side of the coin. It's got an eagle in the middle. It says Naval Station Guantanamo Bay Southeast Region. Um, and it's it, on the back. It's got like the three horns that they use for their like firefighting symbols. And it's, it's it's a Guantanamo. He pretty much got us a Guantanamo Bay Guantanamo Bay firefighters chief firefighter coin, and they are fucking money, and they're just super fucking cool. And you know what happened with me and Fatso? Like we were there maybe two three times enough to flip a golf cart, and then when we decided, hey, we've done everything else, let's go find Radio Gitmo, let's go to the fire department. By that time, COVID happened and it shut it down, and we couldn't fucking go. They finally reopened Radio Gitmo, or sorry, Gitmo. Can I request something from the podcast, Instagram page, Facebook page, all of it? I, I have a, a concern that I need to bring up about Gitmo that I always want to know the answer to, and I think that you guys are the best platform to give it. Is it prostitutes? Because I've asked this before. No, 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 no. I think that's pretty, pretty well nailed down. <laughs> I want to know Gitmo versus Dutch Harbor. So I've never been to Dutch Harbor, but see, I've but that's ne- the problem. Everyone has an opinion. They're all like, "Gitmo's fucking awesome," and they're like, "Have you ever been to Dutch Harbor?" Well, no. So I've heard. Same. I've never been to Dutch Harbor either. I, I like, think you that's have a, to be able to prove you've been to both. I think that's a that's a really good fucking point because I've heard good things about both, but my I, obviously I would love to go to Alaska. I've been trying to get there for a minute, and it's never happened. I'm sure I would have a good time, like, climbing up. I want to climb up and see the pillboxes and shit like that. I want to go to, like, there's, like, that special bar that everybody goes to. You know, I, I, I would like to go. I mean, my seagoing days are over, but I would like to know the comparisons between. You know, that's another fucking episode. Write that down, Fatso. That, that's Get another versus- So here's my thing, because I'm sure I won't be invited back. Here's my thing. <laughs> Never once. Like, I've I've been to both, and pulling in. To Dutch Harbor and pulling into Gitmo, like they have the same both feeling where you're like, we keep coming back here and it's the same shit. It's a different day. But the one difference is that when you're up doing an Alpat and you're pulling into Dutch Harbor every single port call, you know that's what you're getting. But when you wake up one day after being told for two weeks that you're going to pull in to like 
freaking Fiji or Nassau, and then you wake up and you're like, why the fuck is the PSU meeting us outside of Nassau? Because that looks an awful lot like Gitmo. Like, that that gets you, and that hurts a little bit. That is, that, I'm not going to answer, because that is a fucking two-hour-long conversation that I would love to have. <laughs> because all I have, all, all the information I have is Gitmo. But I will say, I've been to Gitmo many, many times, and I know how to do it right. All right? We've done a Gitmo episode. We've done a couple. But I want to do one, like, not sober, but, like, not belligerent. You know, that's a we great We've got to do a Gitmo idea. episode not in Gitmo. It's different that, when you're on the pier. You're having different yes. – got to have the nostalgia yes. now. You've been able to look back on it. Yeah. That, I mean, we recorded live on fucking Pier Alpha. That is a – that's probably – that's one of the greatest fucking guest statements we've had in a very long time. Good idea. Good idea. All right. Go ahead and end it now. We're done. Uh, yeah. All right. See everybody next week. Bye. <laughs> yeah, bye. Um, next. So last Saturday, um, I got invited to a surprise birthday party, and I got extre- – when I say extremely drunk, I don't mean like regular Mr. Miami drunk. I was all like – the next day, I was I was hungover, and I don't really get hungover. And in the middle of that, give me a port call to relate it to. Do you remember the port call that do you that I threw fucking medicine at you? No. When you puked? Do you remember? Like do you remember when I chugged a pint of vodka and fell down the stairs and b- got bloody and broke my finger? Yeah, yeah. In uh, Galveston. Yeah, Galveston. It was I was that drunk. Okay. So this guy fucking messages me on the Mister Miami page. He's like, hey. I don't even remember what he said. He's like, tell disgruntled sailor he's under investigation for bringing disservice or dis something to the Coast Guard. And I was like, yeah, that sounds fucking great. And I just fucking IM'd you. And then you kind of just took over, right? Yeah, so <coughs> you hit me up and was like, hey, I'm on the phone. And you gave a person's name, and it was my current chief's name. And you said... This person says he's the PIO for an investigation for you bringing discredit upon the service. Okay? And so I immediately got nervous. And then I started thinking about it. And I was like, Mickpox PAO said, we love everything you guys are doing. <laughs> and then I was like, then I started like thinking about it hardcore because I called you. You didn't answer. I called you. And then you picked up. And then you were like, hey, I'm on the phone still. I got to call you back. And I was like, god damn it. And so so I'm still nervous the whole time. And I'm like, Miami, pick up the fucking phone. And then I started thinking about it. I go, they never, ever assign a PIO to somebody in your fucking department. Because it's too close. They always assign somebody else. And so I was like, you're fucking lying. I was like, 100% you're lying. I was like, because you were like, I'm on the phone with him now. He's like, I, I can't talk. And I go, record the goddamn conversation. How do you even do that? I remember, How do you do that? No, 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 no. Don't you fucking tell me. I remember a long time ago, you were like, I record all my conversations. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. So I was like, don't fucking tell me that you can't record your conversations because you record them all. Maybe. So, so you finally go, hey, this guy's a secondary PIO. 
and the secondary PO is somebody, me and uh, the person who wanted you to fuck with me, both don't like. And it was too much of a giveaway, and I knew 100% at that point who it was. Yeah, so, like, I, I wanted to try to do this, but, like, he, they literally caught me at, like, the worst time. I was in the middle of playing, like, Circle of Death. I was playing a drinking game. I had been drinking since noon, and it was, like, 9 o'clock at night, and I was fucking hammer drunk. Like, I, I, I blacked out for a little at the end. So, like, I, I don't know actually what exactly happened because I just was just relaying text messages from the guy that texted me. Oh, no, I FaceTimed the guy who texted you and was like, you got to be fucking smarter than that, bro. <laughs> I was like, I was like, I caught you right fucking here and right fucking here. And he was like, God damn it. He was like, when Mr. Miami messaged me back, he was like, I was backpedaling trying to make it work and it wasn't happening. Yeah, so I, I, I feel like if he had caught me at literally any other day, I'd be like, yeah, dude. And I, I will, I, I'm a professional fucker of people. Not fucker of people. I'm a... I f- hey, Refresh. you said it. Now we're thinking about it. I, I'm good at fucking with people on the fly. You, like, you know, remember we convinced that one guy that I was Jewish on the ship? Yep. So, like, I'm really good at on the fly shit. And if he had caught me at literally any other fucking moment, I would have been like, okay, let me take what you're giving me, put it through a correct prism... And then give it to the disgruntled sailor so it sounds legit. And I was just, he's just like, yeah, tell him I said this. I was like, yeah, that sounds fucking good. And I just fucking forwarded that shit. And it, it shit the best. Also, like, the effort there was. When you, when you told me they offered you leniency if you snitched, I was like, that's a fucking lie. I was like, you talk way more than I talk on this fucking podcast. <laughs> Are you giving me credit as the talent? Never. Yeah. Okay. Well. Anyway. Um. All right. So, are you ready for the next thing? Yeah. All right. So. Um. One of our shipmates, who everyone on here. Uh, has has heard dirty sturdy, uh, is as of today, no longer part of the Coast Guard. So. What I wanted to do was I wanted to call him, and I want to do – everyone's got a beer, right? Yeah. Okay. I got a lunchbox full. Yeah. So we're going to call him. We're just going to, you know, tell him all the stupid shit, like, thanks for your service. We loved you and blah, 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 blah. And then uh, maybe swear at him a little. Cheers to him. And then we're going to hang up on him. All right? So I'm going to do this with my phone, so hopefully it doesn't, like – Get all weird and static and clicky. Everybody ready? Yep. I already hit the button, so. What the fuck noise is that? You're calling him on Instagram, aren't you? That's how we communicate. He's like 20. I don't know how kids communicate. It, I don't. He doesn't have AIM Messenger. I literally just texted him said, I'm, I'm texting you. He said, okay, and now he's not answering. So now I look like a fucking asshole. Why don't you call his real number? Because he communicates. It's just like it's just like birds aren't real. He communicates through Snapchat for some reason. How do you end a call on on Instagram? You hit the red button. There's no red button. Where's the red button on there? Is there an X? 
Yeah, there's an X. Hit the X. That fucking, fucking loser. Piece of shit. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, he doesn't even know me. Yeah. Can you hear That's me? True. To be fair. Yellow. Can you hear me? Okay, so I'm the only one that can hear you because I don't know how to fucking work this. So, what we're gonna? Can you guys can't hear him at all? Say something. We can hear, can him, hear him. He can't hear but us. But he can't hear us. Oh yeah, they can hear you, but you can't hear them. Oh okay. Okay. So anyway, just because you're one of our best friends, well, you're one of my best friends. I don't know if Fatso's your friend. I'm not gonna speak for him. But just. No, no, no. Fatso's a homie. Fatso's a homie. All right, all right. Yeah. Um, just. You know, you, you did your time in the Coast Guard. Uh, you were a good friend of me, good friend of Fatso. Uh, you were a great lead seaman. You were a pretty shitty. <laughs> you were absolutely medi- mediocre MK3. Uh, we just wanted we just wanted to cheers you real quick. So uh, just wanted to raise a glass to you real quick and say uh, thanks for serving. And I'm glad I met you. And I hope to see you again soon. And I wish you well and everything that you fucking do from here on out. If you ever need anything, please call me. Hesitate to call Fatso. Also, we have a <laughs> HSC with us, so be nice. So, okay. Uh, okay. Ch- ch- Shit, I call you like pretty frequently. Yeah. That so, uh, I love you and good luck, buddy, and cheers to you. Right, yeah, cheers, you. brother. Appreciate it. Have fun uh, back at Texas's hat. Always, man. Later. Oh, man. Love you. Love you too. Do you hear that? I'm loved. At least by one person. I'm pretty sure my wife does. Your she mom doesn't. does. Yeah, see, your yeah, your there you go. Does. My mom oh, does. Two, there two you go. People. Two two people. Yeah. I have two confirmed. No, Jimothy loves me. He told me the other day. So. <laughs> All right. <clears throat> All right. Lube up your ear pussies because here comes my brain dick. So we're going to go on to some medical stuff. And we're going to get the bottom of some shit. So are you ready, Senior Chief? Doc? Sir, I am. Mr. Okay. Sir, Mr. You just going to call me going. everything? I got to go. I got to go. I got to go piss. Y'all keep going. I don't need you. Um, okay. All right. So we already did your background. Do you have any, like, special quals that, like, an HS would normally have? Uh, I have one, but uh, I'm going to save that one for later. Okay. It, it becomes relevant. It's a special tool that's going to help us later. I like that. I like that. So my first question is, so what when you get when you become fucked up medically, what is that? What is that called when they when when medical goes, you're fucked up. We need to, we need to look into this further and process you for possible discharge. I've I've been told it's called pass. an M- pass. Okay, next question. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> what I, I it's called a it's called a is it, it do you guys say MEB or is it MEB? So we we say MEB. That's what you usually hear us say. You'll hear it med board. So med board, MEB, medical evaluation board, they're all synonymous. It all means the okay. same thing. So right. what is a med board? Yes. What, is that the so, the underlying question? What is a med board? What so like I I've been I've been in, you know, um uh excuse me, sorry mommy. I've been in almost 16 years and I hear people, go, "Oh, I'm getting med board. Oh, I'm getting med boarded." What does that actually fucking mean? Okay. So to answer that question, I'm going to give a few caveats. The first of which is the most important, and that is that every single instance 
of the Physical Disability Evaluation System, which is what the medical board falls under, is completely individualized. That is to per, say that... Per service member? Per the member. And and that, that is extremely important because a lot of people don't don't know that because as you say like oh i'm getting midboarded and then you take that information because we that's what we do in the coast guard right we learn information from our shipmates we learn people from those around us we we learn all the time and so when people say things we go ah and we start taking this information and taking it as if it's the norm and that always isn't the case so every single instance through the PDES system or again pdes the physical disability evaluation system is completely individualized so it's going to be different for every person. Now, there are standards and there are constructs, but when we start talking about disability ratings and when you're going to be getting retirement versus severance, like all of that, it's completely individualized. But people think that when you say MEB, it just means I'm getting separated immediately, and that isn't the case. Yeah, so I, I, do, I do have several follow-up questions, and you, you touched on some of them. So, like, so an MEB means it, it, it in my you know, degenerate, you know, illiterate opinion. That means you are no longer medically fit to serve in the military. Is that correct? Okay, so basically an, a medical evaluation board is going to be initiated anytime a member's fitness for duty is called into question. So an MEB can be initiated by two groups of people, either the medical officer who is going to find that there is a condition that is going to lead the member to no longer be fit, fit for duty, or the command, in which the command is looking at it and going, is the member fit for duty? They can initiate one. And it. I say command, it's it's your commanding officer, right? Because if I say chain of command, some, you know, a non-rate's going to think that his BM3 can do it, and that's not the case. So, re- real quick. Seeming to tell me wait. a fucking CO of a base can be like, I don't like this motherfucker or whatever, or I don't think this dude is fit for service. Let's start a med board on him when they're not in, in any fucking medical capacity at all. Correct. So that, and that gets dicey sometimes. So the, the reason being is because what usually ends up happening is there's a instance in which a member has a, some condition, right? And that condition gives them a duty status that while, because you, I'm sure we've all seen this, right? Like a yeoman can continue with this duty status, but a gunner's mate, a bosun mate, an MK can't. And so it depends. It's again, it's all very individualized. But if the commanding officer looks and says, "Hey, is this member able to fulfill the duties of the billet in which they are assigned?" and if they question that, they can convene a medical evaluation board. So my que- so my first question, which you know, obviously everyone will have many, I'm sure. Yeah, I write down a bunch of shit. This is the first of many. So uh, my understanding was, okay, Seaman Timmy or YN3 fucking Smith goes and they go, you're getting med boarded. Okay, medical goes, you're getting med boarded. I immediately think you're done. I immediately think you're done. Is and that there is a... a very grave misunderstanding. So, yeah, so usually, like, I'm, I'm obviously a culprit of this. I hear... I am getting med boarded, okay? And the, I immediately think, okay, you're done. I'm going to cut you off. I'm going to count you as nothing. There, There's a possibility where you could you could have some sort of medical condition, get a me- MEB or a med board sent up, and they can come back and go, no, dude, everything sounds fucking dope. Keep going. Absolutely. Really? And so I that's one I- of the – and that's the thing is that now 
is that the norm? No, it's not. Because by the time it gets to the point in which people are saying that you're going to have a medical evaluation board, generally speaking, yes, there there is reason that it that train is going to go down the tracks and you are going to be separated from service. But it is not expected. It is not the the absolute. All right. So, like, I have a heart condition. I got I got a bunch of other shit, but my heart condition is the most prevalent. Um, it's that so you like, love too much. It's that I love too much. I'm, no, the fuck is not. I'm, no, the fuck is I'm not. I'm literally, I'm literally like the Grinch. I'm giving him the benefit of the today. doubt. So you have some sort of, you either have a mental or physical condition, medical condition, that prevents you from fulfilling your billet needs, and therefore a medical evaluation board is convened to determine whether you are fit for your billet or not. Is that correct so far? So far, correct. All right. So, how does one go from? Ow, this hurts to you need a fucking med board. Okay, so there are a few different ways that can happen. So to to do my best to answer that, I'm going to back up just a, just a smidge. So sometimes when, when someone gets hurt, right, because there's a lot of different owies we can have, right? You said, ow, this hurts, now I'm getting med boarded. Mm-hmm. It's never going to be I walk into the clinic with a twisted ankle and, and you're like, oh, that, that's it, you're getting med boarded. There's a lot more to it than that. But to look at it, there's a few different avenues that the clinic can take, and there's a lot of words and phrases that are sometimes thrown out there. So I want to kind of back up. So let's assume for a second that a perfectly healthy member is perfectly healthy, and they go and play uh, basketball because it's always fucking basketball. It's like always basketball. That's why I don't play basketball. It's always basketball. Always basketball. Always basketball. So they go and play basketball. And they, you know, do what they're doing, and they fall down, they hear snap, crackle, pop. They don't know what's going on. Is that a medical term, snap, crackle, pop? Absolutely. 100%. It's got to be, right? Yeah. So they, they hear snap, crackle, pop, and then they go to medical. You know, ow, here's my ow, it hurts. At that point, they're still trying to figure out what's wrong. We don't know what's wrong. And at this point, I, I've seen a lot of members immediately think, like, I'm getting med boarded. Hold on. We, we are still very early in this phase. They're going to do what they need to do. They're going to run some tests. They're going to might send you out for imaging, especially because we're talking about a musculoskeletal injury here. They send you out for imaging. They got to figure out what's wrong. Once they figure that out what's wrong. A big fucking word. Muscular. What was it again? Musculoskeletal. That's not even the biggest word, man. We'll get there. Oh, fuck. <laughs> so when. They're going to send you out for, for to see specialists. They're going to, they have to figure out what is wrong. And once we figure out what is wrong, that is when we have to come up with a treatment plan, right? We can't treat something we don't understand. So once we get it and we know what's wrong, we have to start treating it. So now, let, let me point, ask you a question because yeah. I, I have a question that falls right into that. So okay. right now I'm seeing two specialists via referral, right, Okay, that are not – military they're civilian right how does so i understand how the how the referral works hey your shit's fucked up here's a referral for a specialist go to the specialist how does the specialist communicate with the the clinic like how how do i know that my cardiologist is communicating with my clinic to get that information so when a referral is initiated to a specialist that's outside of the military healthcare system. So you're going to see a civilian. 
And we do this quite frequently in the Coast Guard. It's not as frequent within the DOD, but it's very frequent within the Coast Guard. When you go out to a civilian, they are under contract with TRICARE for us to pay them. They're required to give their notes to us. Insert so I don't, all I don't of the have... Oh, no, don't even know. Insert all the hilarity here. Like, that. that is not always the case because there's yeah, no— Yeah, I was just going to ask, like— you no, know, there's no stopgap. There's no okay. there's no way to be like, yeah, this is happening. You're the way that we know that that is happening. So in theory, what is supposed to happen is you go to clinic, you get referral, referral for civilian provider. You go to civilian provider. You then turn around and schedule a follow-up appointment with the clinic so that you can see your primary care manager. Your primary care manager is going to ensure that your referrals department at your clinic is getting those notes back before your follow-up to go, and that they track all this, right? So there's a there's an HS or a civilian contractor, depending on your clinic, whose job it is, is to go referral out notes in. And they track this to make sure that when you get sent out, these notes come back because it gets real dicey. And some people get a little upset because when those referral notes don't come back, we sometimes as as clinics, you know, speaking generally, we say, Dear member, I need you to contact the, the office that you went to and get your notes. And they're like, why am I supposed to do this? The difficult piece that a lot of people don't understand is that members no one gives a shit that I'm an HSC. No, yeah. hold on. No, I'm not members <laughs> responsibility you, I promise. The tough part is that like, we don't have any fancy letters after our name. I'm not an RN. No. I'm not a CMA. I'm none of those. I'm an HSC. And they're like, that's a sweet acronym, bro. What does that mean for me? And I don't have the ability to, to prove that. So we need an ROI. That's a release of information. I need you to come in and sign something allowing the, the office that you went to to release those notes to us. And that takes a lot of time, and they scrutinize those. And then they might call you, and then they can't get in touch with you. And so it's easier sometimes for the member if you – and this is where you have to own your health care. You want to make sure your notes end up in the record? Request them. Don't leave that office of that specialty care without those notes and if they say like obviously because providers get backed up like it's going to be a while okay cool i'll be back in a week and you get them and you make sure that you are hand carrying them to your provider and says here's my notes that will ensure that those loop gets closed i did learn that the hard way where like when i went to my new cardiologist my new unit where i'm at now i said are you sending my notes to my primary care physician they're like i'm your primary care physician i go no you are not you know, I was like, I need a, re- a release of information so that you can get them to them. And they're like, no one requests that. And I was like, I'm requesting that right now. And I had and to it's... like, I, I had to like request, like I had to be like, no, 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 you don't understand. Like I'm military. I, I want this to happen. You know, a lot of people, like I didn't realize when I was younger, when my problems first started, when I was a second class that like, like I don't leave the doctor's office and the doctor goes, Hey, Coast Guard Clinic, this is Dr. Fucking Dave. Just wanted you to know, Mr. Miami's doing this, this, and this. They don't fucking do that. And I didn't realize that until way, way, way fucking later on. And I apologize to everybody that's listening. That's This episode is for me. I requested this, and I just wanted to – I'm having shit going on, and I want to know for my own personal benefit. You know, I wish, I wish this episode was for you, Mr. Miami, simply because Dr. Dave sounds like a real prick. But I, I promise that – I have not – if I've heard this once, I've heard it a thousand times, that this is an issue that we do not train members on well enough because mm-hmm. the main the main problems that we have are with what we call white space. So the white space is any time that your primary care manager is not a Coast Guard provider. 
So what that basically means is every small boat station ever. So like every small boat station that's up and down the coast where you are seeing some mom and pop shop in the middle of nowhere, South Carolina, or the middle of nowhere, Washington, that is where we have issues because you'll come back and then you end up coming back into the Coast Guard healthcare system and we see you and we're like, hey, what's been going on? And you're like, well, this, 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 and this. I've seen this guy. I had surgery, all this other shit. And we open up your record and we're like, cool. So there's a four-year gap here and we have nothing. And and that's is, an issue. Is that what TRICARE Prime Remote is? Yeah. So TRICARE Prime Remote is where you're seeing a civilian provider and they end up they, – they, they're supposed to send those notes somewhere, but this is the, the rub, right? When you're seeing a specialist, they're supposed to send the notes to your, pri- your primary care. And that happens generally, especially when you're TRICARE primary note, because your civilian provider that is your PCM now is generally within the same network because these areas are so small that they're generally within the same hospital system, so their records communicate extremely easily. So it becomes that, like what you mentioned, Mr. Miami, like, hey, Dr. Dave said that you sent me here, and here I am with all your results. They communicate a lot better. But then when you come back into the Coast Guard healthcare system, there will be years of gaps, years of gaps. And I'm not going to start picking on certain types of people, certain different different groups within our coast guard but like please surfmen, do. do it do surfmen it. who are at units like this for their entire careers that are in the white space and they come to retire and they have a medical record that is smaller than my daughter's homework folder that is a problem and so trying to make sure we educate people about the fact that they need to make sure whenever you are transferring a unit because we forget Right, And if you don't think you're going to forget, try doing a new security clearance after you've been in for 10 years and you realize you have to go through Amazon to find your fucking delivery you history to get addresses. So, you know what like, I'm saying? Yeah. How, so how do I go – what's the best practice for when you have a referral to get that information to my Coast Guard clinic to go, hey, I saw Dr. Dave. He said this. How can I, how can I make that happen? Where when I go into the clinic, they go, yep, I see it here, here, and here. Like, how do I, how do, I do that? Is the, it just the, a release of information? So the, the best way, the, the easiest way, I'd say, is to, again, get the records yourself and hand carry them into your clinic for your appointment. Because, again, you should, anytime you see a specialist, you need to follow back up with your primary care and get that information to them. The second way is especially depending on what clinic you're at because every clinic is different in terms of how large they are and what their resources are. Mm-hmm. So with referrals departments, you can also contact your referrals department and ask them, hey, did you get these notes yet? Because I have a follow-up appointment coming up, and I want to make sure that you have them. And if okay. they say no, they can reach out. Now, so real quick as a, as a caveat to this, this is another another misunderstanding that kind of feeds into this. Sometimes people have this understanding that when we initiate a referral, right, you go in to see your primary care manager, a Coast Guard PA or a Coast Guard MD, and and you're in there and they say, hey, I'm going to refer you to, to orthopedics, okay? And you say, yes, I got my referral. And you walk out and you're just skipping to Malou that you got referral and you think everything's handled. And you might get an, an email from an HS or from a civilian that says, hey, we've got your referral. Here's this. It's been processed. Here's the authorization. Call this this institution. Call this facility and get an appointment. I don't know if you went to that appointment. I don't know if you scheduled that appointment. There is no way for the clinic to know. So what will happen is you'll get that referral to orthopedics 
and you'll get underway. You'll get sent TDY, and it never happens. And then you'll come back, and the referral expires. And you go, well, what happened? Mm-hmm. Well, I can't – the clinic can't manage the amount of referrals to keep up with everything. Mm-hmm. And we try and track it, but if you don't tell us that you went to that referral – we can't know because so I should follow also... up with my referrals to you guys and let you know what I did. Yes, and that that's the that's the piece. And sometimes people get a little upset about that because it's like it's a lot of information depending on how many referrals you have. But that's the best way because here's another little tidbit: you'll call an office and they'll be like, "We won't be able to get you in until uh, sometime early January 2026," and you're like, "Excellent, COVID still sucks, cool." And then you'll. You'll be able to, you can go on as a member, go on to TRICARE, you can call TRICARE, and you can get your referral switched to a different facility. We don't get notified about that. We don't so, get any notification that you switch. So then you go to a different facility and get seen, and here I am calling Dr. Dave, but meanwhile, he told you to pack sand and that you couldn't get in with them, and now you're overseeing you know, Dr. Sally, and she saw you next week, but I don't even know that you went to a different office. Are... are I- it's, you may not be able to answer this. Are dental referrals and medical referrals similar? No. Okay, so the reason I asked was I live about an hour from my base, right? And I have to get one of my wisdom teeth pulled. And I was able to it get a cardiologist. Yeah, it sucks to suck. I was able to get a cardiologist and, like, three other different referrals, like, five minutes from my house. That's an hour away from base. They gave me a referral for my wisdom teeth, and I go, hey, this is north of my base, which is an hour and a half from my house. I'm going to be, you know, um, under anesthesia. Can I get it closer? And the lady goes, get fucked, you asshole. Like, so can I do the same thing where I can go into the, the program and look for a different person? Okay, so we're half answering a shit ton of questions right now. So this is oh, definitely yeah, yeah. new. It's this is just, turning into a three-parter. Yeah, you so. got to keep the fuck up. I'm going to turn the page oh, I'm, like nine I'm here. Times. I'm just worried about everyone who's going to be confused as shit later. So for dental and medical are separate. So for really? your dental referrals, everything goes through United Concordia. It's a separate entity. Now, can you do the same thing and call and get your referral switched? Absolutely. The problem with United Concordia is if you think that access to care for medical sucks, buckle up. It's even shittier. And so if that hour and a half is what they have, you will probably find in your area that that's as close as you're going to get. And that is extremely unfortunate. Guess I'm not getting my fucking wisdom teeth pulled out. Hey, there's a you just have like six more beers and Did give me a say, fucking pair of pliers. We'll take care of this real quick. I'm I'm down, bro. Did you say wisdom? Huh? Wisdom. Did you say wisdom? I've, I've been drinking all day. Fucking back up. Let's get back the fuck wisdom. on track. I have an outline here. Anyway, we okay. were talking about med boards and you got off on dental. Let's all calm down. <laughs> uh, Hold on, you blaming me for that? <laughs> <laughs> all right. Next question. Hold on. Before you have another question. Like, okay, can I can I circle back around a little bit, like just a smidge? Like I'm I said, we've half answered some yeah, shit, sure. and I, I want to make Do sure it. that we're we're clarifying. Back to to Seaman Timmy, remember him? He was playing basketball. Yep. They lost. Uh, yeah. When he goes in and and gets seen by the Coast Guard clinic, they're going to give him a duty status, right? So they're going to make him something less than fit for full duty. They might have to send him home. SIQ so that he's not even coming to work until we get imaging back. They might make him uh, fit for limited duty where we are sending him – we're sending him back to work, but we're able to – he can do certain jobs, right? Like 
thinking about the cutter world like okay he may not be able to fight a fire but he is your permanent g pal like okay there's certain yeah, different things that we can do desk. for people yeah he can desk job it so the that's a duty status then when we get all your results back and we figure out what's wrong this is the decision point so this is when we look at it and go okay what is wrong now if there is an issue where let's say just for the sake of argument that we need surgical intervention for this they're going to have to have surgery. This dude's going to be out for a while because before surgery comes physical therapy. After surgery comes physical therapy. This is going to be rough. We have the opportunity to place this member on what is called temporary limited duty or TLD. That is different than a limited duty duty status. So the temporary limited duty is something that we can place a member on for up to nine months initially that in the provider's opinion... He thinks that this member is going to recover within nine months. Did, now, that, did, that, did that time change? Did that change recently? Because I thought it was like 30 days to six months. Okay. So the 30, you're talking about the 30 days piece. This is that misunderstanding. The 30 days is when you start dealing with duty statuses where mm -hmm. I can make you limited duty and you can only ride a desk and whatnot, you know, answering phones, doing PRs or press or whatever the fuck we're calling it nowadays. When you're doing that, that is where those small time frames come in. When you get so, put into, yo, what's up? Question. So, those people that are, this is gonna be a shit show. Just so, just so you know, you're, you're, I hope you're ready for this. This is gonna be a I'm, shit I'm, show. I'm here, man. I want to make sure we all understand this stuff. So, if I get a duty status chip for one of my subordinates that says they can't do X, Y, and Z, is and it's signed, it's stamped by a PA or a commander or fucking whoever. Is that the end of it? Is that the end all be all? No questions asked. Absolutely not. No fucking this. No fucking that. Is that the end of it? No. So why why come? So a duty status. The the uh, the actual the long term is a duty status recommendation. So everything that comes from metal is medical is so solely that a recommendation. So the commanding officer can, in their understanding, make that decision because at the end of the day, you belong to them. Now, a lot of medical – back in the day, back in the day, I, I mean, you've been in just as long as I have, so, like, it's not doesn't really mean anything. But back in the day, you'd see this a lot more where people would be getting underway with some shit they should not have been getting underway with. Mm -hmm. Recently, especially with a lot of the things that have been coming about, they, they – Commanding officers are extremely less likely to go against medical judgment, but it does happen. And there are okay. also instances in which there's specifics involved that like, hey, the logistics is not your clinic's problem. If you are going to get underway from point A and then you are going to – you just need a member to get underway from point A to point B to transit the ship because you need that body. And at the end of the day, they're going to be in a dry dock and, like, they'll be able to get care there. But your chit says, do not get underway, no sea duty. Like, hey, that's the commanding officer's responsibility to own that. They're allowed to make that decision. Now, what will happen is you'll have commanding officers who will say, you are on my pal. You are getting underway. Like, that's cool. But this dude just had an ACL reconstruction three weeks ago. And, like, he's not ready. And mm -hmm. But that is their onus. They It is just a recommendation. Now, can we fight so, it? Do the medical officers give input to say, please, 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 no? And is that a conversation? Absolutely. But at the end of the day, it is a recommendation. So follow-up question. So what happens Go ahead, if, say, Seaman Timmy has that ACL reconstruction, and 
medical says, hey, bro, you're no, no sea duty whatsoever. And then the CO goes, hey, you're getting underway for this fucking patrol. Does, does anything happen if it, if his injury gets worse because his command made him get underway? So, unfortunately, the Seaman Timmy example that we had is, is very close to my heart because I, I watched it happen once, and, and it something did go south. The member did what they should have done, and they advocated for themselves. They routed it up their chain of command. They brought it up to their badges, and it, it became an issue to the point where they wanted him to just sail for a little bit, and they kept trying to make a middle ground where a middle ground should not have taken place. And I will say that from the knowledge that I had, obviously being a, a dotted line in a, a chain of command as an IDHS, I will say that conversations were had, and that was the last time that I ever had an issue like that. So things can happen. Now, whether or not someone is going to hold a, an 06 or any commanding officer to you know, the proverbial fire for that, it depends. But people have routed congressional investigations into them being subsequently medical boarded because if you, you know, flash back to the basketball, like we're still not even to the medical board part yet, but yeah, they, I know, they right? have filed congressionals. They have done things. Now, whether or not an individual has held accountable, I, I don't know. But what I do know is that there are avenues for the member to advocate for themselves, and I, I highly recommend that anyone is in this situation, please reach out to as many people as you can, your, your CMC, your badge. Make sure that your clinic is aware because a lot of times we are left out of these conversations. Like if you're on a ship that has an IDHS, make sure that they know. It, it really comes down to communication and ensuring that everyone actually knows what's going on because when, we, when you walk out of the clinic with a chit in your hand – we, we have no way, just kind of like referrals, we have no way of following up. We have no way of knowing what your command is going to do unless you are here and I look out a window and your ship isn't. And, and that's, mm. that's tough. So it comes back down to, you know, if you're on a small platform that, that doesn't have an IDHS, like reach out to your badges, make sure that your chain of command is aware of what's going on and, you know, advocate for them to speak with the providers. Go talk to okay. the clinic administrator of your clinic and, and ask them for advice. I have a, a two-part question. Number one, what's an IDHS? Number two is – so I know I have seen personally where people go in for a duty chit and they request a doc say, like, I can't do this particular thing. I can't do this particular thing. Is that a norm or does does the doc – that they see have a genuine understanding of their responsibilities and duties and go, I don't think you should do a B and C. Cause I, I get chits all the time that say, I can't do a, I can't do B and I can't do C specifically. And like, it's written in pen on a chit and they go, yeah, I can't do that. And I go, that's your main fucking job, bro. So like number one, what's an IDHS number two. I got is, it. It's a long question. Yeah, so there you go. I'm keeping up, man. I'm I'm right here with yeah. you. So an IDHS is an independent duty health services technician. You can become an IDHS by completing one of three schools currently, either Coast Guard IDHS school, the Navy Surface Force Independent Duty Corman School, or the Air Force Independent Duty Medical Technician School. So this allows an, an HS to operate independently of a medical officer. So every time that any of our major cutters you're, you're 210 and above, you're 210, you're 225, 270s. Ugh, I would never want to be on a 270. But your your 378s are gone, RIP, but your Wimsels 
and your your icebreakers, everything that your your major cutters are going to have an IDHS. Now, generally speaking, there there are a few caveats, but generally speaking, you have one IDHS responsible for the medical care of that entire crew. Shore side, you have your MSSTs all have IDHSs. Some of your sector field offices will have IDHSs. Some of your smaller land units, especially I know down in like Louisiana, they're they're really big on having these small units that are kind of remote because the civilian healthcare is so hard to come by that they integrated an IDHS into that. But that's what an IDHS is. And in my humble opinion, it is the absolute best job in the Coast Guard. So the second question that I am not going to try and reproduce because it was, uh, how we say, lengthy. Mm -hmm. Duty statuses or recommendations. Now, the tricky piece of this that I need everyone, again, to remember is that, like I said in the beginning, everything's individualized. So a, a... Bosun mate is doing a different job than a yeoman. That that is a simple understanding, right? We can all uh, like concede that that is true. But then you have to look at the fact that two different bosun mates are going to be doing two different jobs. So what will happen is the the medical officers cannot be responsible for understanding what every single person is being responsible for within their unit. If you come in as a BM3 off an 87, you might be required to do different shit than if you're a BM3 from an MSST, than if you're a different BM3 from a from sector. Like all these different units have different roles that they have to do. You might be riding a desk at a sector as a BM3, but then you turn around in the station. That's that's a completely different fucking job. Yeah. So what'll happen is it's tough. Like if we just kind of use the leg guy as an example, like the leg guy going back to sector. He, he might be like, no, I'm, I'm like, I'm fine. I can still do everything that I need to do. I'm just limping. But if you f- transport that to a, a station, he's not able to get underway. He's not able to fulfill boker duties. So that that's completely different. But then you'll you'll have these weird these weird one-offs where people are saying that where they request that one thing they can't do. A lot of time it's because their specific injury, they want to make sure that they're not going to be doing a specific job. Now, it's, the reason I ask EM, that, yeah. the, re- the reason I ask that is because I get issues where I need a specific qualification handled, and we're the. How do I say this? It seems to me personally, as a non-medical provider, that specific requests are made to the primary care physician that I do not want to do this specific fucking thing. And I know what you're saying as like, my job is this. I, 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 I hurt when I do that, but it sometimes to me as an outsider, it appears like I'm asking for this medical status shit so that I don't have to do that fucking thing. Cause I don't want to, that's and, and my that's, question. That's tough. So what everyone brings up in this is malingering. Right? That's yep. the key yep. phrase. Malingering. People are malingering. I'll tell you this. Another small human. But again, he's <laughs> a beer. Thanks, dude. You're welcome, Daddy. So you've got you've got malingering. People people come in and they're saying, I don't want to do this. And it's like, okay, like as the medical side, we have to look at it and and remove ourselves from that intention and assume that the member that is speaking with us is telling the truth, right? We have to assume that. And if they're saying that they're being told that they have to climb ladders every day and and replace light bulbs, but this is the same gentleman we spoke about earlier that has an ACL repair that he just did, 
Like, no, you cannot climb ladders. Like, that's going to go on the shit. Because, we again, we can't put everything. I don't want you to use your left hand to oh, operate a water fountain. And I also don't want your left hand to operate a phone. And I also don't want your left hand to operate a keyboard. We can't break down everything. And that's where it comes down to, from your perspective as the supervisor, you're concerned because you're seeing someone who may be taking advantage of the, the system. And you want to make sure that doesn't happen. And that as well was within your rights, too. So a twofold answer is this. One, please communicate with your chain of command and communicate with the fact that you you want to know. Now, we can't mm-hmm. tell you everything, but if you communicate yeah. up your chain of command and say, hey, I want to make sure this is legit. I want to make sure that what I'm seeing is legit. And I will tell you that uh, most major clinics and in, in major areas, like especially like me being at a base – we meet with all of our major commands regularly to discuss all the duty statuses and ensure that any questions that they have are answered so that when they have a weird duty status, like they bring it up to us and they call the phone rings and say, Hey, I got this chit. I need to, I need to understand it. Cause I don't get it. I don't know why this is on there. And sometimes it's completely legit. Like, yes, this, this person obviously cannot do X, Y, or Z because the medical condition that we have can be exacerbated. And as you mentioned in, in your question, you are not medical. So there are things that like you don't understand how the hip bone is connected to the knee bone. Like I got it. That that's our job. So mm-hmm. one is ask questions. Do not be afraid okay. to ask questions about the chit. People get all finicky about HIPAA and then they get worried and it's like, "Oh, you want to hear a joke about about HIPAA? Uh, the hippo can't tell you." Like I got it. But you have the right to ensure that the chit is following what you need to have to ensure that your members are working adequately and that everything is on the up and up. The second okay. piece of it is with these members that you'll have that you're concerned about, there is, I will say that there is always the option to do something else. Because I, as you said, like I have a specific task that I need done. And this person is saying that they cannot do that specific task. That's awfully fucking convenient, isn't it? Correct. And, and that's that's where you run into that problem as a supervisor. And, and you get worried and you want to make sure that, that it, again, is on the up and up. So this yeah. is where I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to flip the script. I'm going to go right back to our gentleman that we originally talked about playing basketball. And that decision point where we were at in whether or not they're going to get better. And, and I said that TLD was an option. If it's something where they will be out, but we think like, hey, it's an ACL repair and they're going to get surgery, they're going to do some PT, but afterwards they're going to be fit for full duty. But we're concerned that in this next nine months, they aren't going to be. We can put them on a temporary limited duty. Now, sometimes people don't want to do this, but the benefit of a temporary limited duty is that the command has the ability to request an administrative assignment. And the administrative assignment allows EPM to generally EPM, OPM too. I'm not discounting officers, but you know it happens. So Fuck EPM officers. or OPM, officers, <laughs> officers, right? There's they're there. So EPM and OPM to backfill that assignment. So what that will do is allow them, the member who's ill, to fix. It gives them time to fix what they need to fix. It allows them to concentrate on what they need to concentrate and not deal with anything, but allows you as the supervisor to get a backfill. Now, does that always happen? Especially not fucking now because our numbers are well below the percentage they need to be. But in theory, that's the way that's supposed to work. And they get nine months to recover and do what they need to do. At the end of nine months, they're reevaluated. 
if they are fit for full duty at any point between, you know, injury and nine months, that they are then fit for full duty. If at nine months they are not fit for full duty, there's a chance, depending on the condition, because, again, giant fucking asterisk, everything is individualized, but they have a chance for a three-month extension. And that three-month extension allows for it to go up to a year, and that TLD gives them a little more time, that three months. At the end of that year, the decision point becomes they're either fit for full duty or you move forward to a med board, which is what we're, you know, kind of originally talking about. Yeah, so speaking of that, I'm going to give you some quick some quick rapid-fire questions. Shortest, short answers. So, do service, service time and rank play a part in your med board? In the med board itself, as in you being... You being evaluated or as in the yes. outcome of said med board? Uh, outcome. The outcome, the time and service is your rank. No one gives a shit. All right. So my question for the med board, who is on the fucking med board? Okay. You said you had a lot of rapid fire questions, but you're asking me this question. That, like, I'm going to have to give you a dissertation, man. I'm going to have to get on a soapbox. I, I, There's no I, short answer I, for my, this. My, my, question, my question is. Is it medical professionals and PAs and doctors and HSs, or is it fucking officers? Okay, so no this is where there's a. Is. It's five. It's five BM3s that are like fuck <laughs> five of those five. Not. No, it's four <laughs> BM3s and one SMBM. So and it's a Butane Butane SMBM too. So you know it's good. Ah, uh, <laughs> keep going. Okay, so uh, here is where. You need to kind of understand what the medical evaluation board is and the fact of how it plays into the system as a whole. The, As I mentioned earlier, the medical evaluation board is the first step in the physical disability evaluation system. So that's the first step. It, we kind of use it as this catch-all term for everything that takes place after a medical evaluation board is initiated, but it is literally only the first step. So the medical evaluation board is convened by your provider that you have at your clinic. Now, it can be initiated or convened by a physician assistant. And so they'll start the process that, that PA can start the process or physician associate because I know that somebody will get grief about that later because they changed the name. But a PA can physician initiate associate? it. They change it to physician associate. Wow. But, what a know. kick in the teeth. <laughs> right? Get fucked, I mean, sir. <laughs> hey, they, he's still getting paid more than we are, so who gives a shit? But so they'll they'll initiate it, and they're the ones who are convening the board. That board is completed. They are going to write what's called a, a narrative summary, and that is basically the short book on your case, on everything from start to finish of where you're at in your, your treatment, how things are going, everything like that. And they write this narrative summary, and then someone has to do... Oh goodness. I'm getting I'm getting bombarded, sorry. So someone has to do an HS goes through and they compile a bunch of paperwork and they compile every piece of paperwork from your record, both digital and paper, and they ensure that they have all the pertinent documentation. They have to fill out some forms and they compile all of this into this package. And this is what you'll hear people call my med board package. So it has every piece of documentation from your record pertaining to your condition that you are being medical boarded for just your condition nothing else just that condition nothing else 
So that is a, that's a, again, that's a tool that'll help us later. So you take this package and there's a couple of forms that need signatures from the provider. They need signatures from you as the member. You have to come in and get a 4920, not a 4910, but a 4920. And this is your patient rights. And you have to sign the fact that I am going to send this package to PSC. So the board, when people say your board, it's, it's a, again, a bit of a misnomer. That board is already convened. When I send that package off, that is your board. I take all this information and we send it to PSC. PSC takes it and they review it for both accuracy, completeness. They do a legal review and make sure there's nothing that's legally incorrect. And they make sure everything is is proper. And a lot of people get upset because this process in and of itself takes a long time. But I will tell you that they, if a date is incorrect by a day, they will kick it back. So it is very thorough. And they go through all of this. And that's your board. At this point, the provider that you saw has made a recommendation as to whether or not your condition allows you to meet retention standards, not meet retention standards, or whether or not they, they kind of don't know. And, and so the as we kind of mentioned, the physician, the physician, so that the, again, okay. board is the physician. So it's, okay, a, so a, it, is that, so those is there. So I like to say that nothing, nothing in the military is done on opinion. Even the thing that is supposed to be opinionated are marks is still based on a set of rules. If you follow those rules, if you follow those fucking rules. So like, is there a, if this, then that. So like, if this criteria is met, this will happen. Yes or no. So like, is, I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying. Is there, is there a threshold? Is there a list of shit that you like, can't be diagnosed with without being medical boarded? Yeah. Okay. So very, very recently, like within this month, the Coast Guard released an all coast that switched our standard, what we call standards for retention, medical standards for retention, from what is in the medical manual currently to the DOD instruction for retention. So the the short answer is yes, there is a list. Now, is it that cut and dry? Absolutely the fuck not. Like, it's not. There is a lot of ambiguity because a lot of people are under the assumption that there is just a, a magical list of things that is like, if A, then B, no. There are conditions that are absolutely disqualifying. Those are pretty self-explanatory and it's pretty easy. But you can get into some ambiguity where it's a, well, they aren't diagnosed with exactly this, but it's similar. But are they? And that's when it falls back on the provider and the, the command to say, are they able to fulfill their duties? So as I mentioned so like, earlier. like my, my, Me personally, like so like I have AFib and AVNRT. Right or a a, I think that's what it is. So which medically disqualifies me for Bahrain and any overseas duty on a ship. Right? Why is it yes. okay for me to be medically disqualified from overseas duty, OCONUS duty, overseas ship duty, but okay to re- remain in the Coast Guard active duty? Why is that okay? Because, because like like you like you said like you you're technically. Right, not fit for worldwide deployment. But if you're okay. not full, if so you're not the, fit for full deployment, why am I still in if I'm not fit for full worldwide deployment? Because the whole thing about GMT and your dental and those fucking red green bubbles is making sure you're ready for deployment, right? 
So that's the shitty part of the system, right? It, it, it falls down to this because you don't have orders to any of those places. I don't know where you're stationed, but I'm pretty sure it's station vacation because you said that you were at a tiki bar earlier. But at the end of the day, <laughs> it, it comes down to the fact that you're not you don't have orders to any of those places. And this is where you get the, the animosity where, you know, we're all bashing on yeoman and they're like, well, why does that yeoman have the same thing I do? But I'm getting I'm getting medical boarded. Because that yeoman can currently do their job. That yeoman turns around and gets orders to a ship. That it's a completely yeah, or, different ball game. Or so probably that yeoman can probably get the care that they need where they're currently at. And that's and the super whether. duper rub is the fact that depending on where you're at, like as a yeoman, you're able to go to 13 appointments a week. And and like as those support billets at these these large bases, and like me being one of them, I know that that's me. Like you're able to uh, get that care. Whereas if you're like, okay, so I can see you. You, I got referred to you for a specialist, and I can see you once, and then I'm going to be gone for the next six months, and uh, when I come back, you will have quit, and I will have to start all over again and get fucked. That so, literally happened to me. You literally I'm, just told oh, my story. I'm, dude, I'm telling you, like, nothing nothing is going to be a surprise, man. Like, this is this is not a individual to you. I know you're trying to make this your, like, your counseling session, but at the end of the day, man, this is this is everybody. <laughs> And so this let's, is let's so speaking of your like your duty status, right? Say say I go see medical. Medical says I can't do X Y Z, and then my supervisor, because you told right, you just said my supervisors can call and get clarification on duty statuses. So what are you allowed as the doc or the clinic to tell my supervisor? You know, what is what makes some? I, I know what HIPAA is, but like. To further his question, Ex- like explain it. What what is HIPAA? Explain it. HIPAA is a. I just want him diet. to tell me how many P's are in it or how many A's are in it because I can't even get HS's to get that shit straight. HIPAA is a type of dinosaur, and it's a very shy. Di- <laughs> no, HIPAA is the human. It's something information health information protection something act. I think there's two P's. Um, pretty close. I, mean, I was I was I was ouch. close enough. <laughs> Is there not two P's? Don't quit your J job. Don't quit your J job, bro. Uh, You'll be fine. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, I, I understand it means I can't know certain things about certain people's medical shit. But like. It's an attempt. It's an attempt to keep things private. So what can yes. we say and what can we not say? Yes. So this that's is my where question. you have to. There's a clear distinction. And this is where it's important that, again, like because we, we get this a lot. There's a clear distinction between chain of command and command. Your commanding officer falls outside of HIPAA because there is a military readiness need for him to know the status of his quote-unquote troops because you'll hear it phrased that way a lot. So of the personnel under him, he has a need to know of what is going on. The XO generally, and in some of these units, like especially in major, major cutters, without a medical officer assigned, the executive officer is designated as the ship's medical officer because there isn't an actual medical officer. Medical officer. So they yeah. have some other interesting caveats there. But what I don't want, because, again, I'll never hear the end of it, but what I, I want to make sure is clear, chain of command, like if Seaman Timmy gets that, that duty status, BM3 doesn't need to be fucking calling a clinic administrator asking him like, "Hey, what's this fucking duty status?" Like that's yeah, not the case. Yeah, it's, it's the it's command. Yeah, the chief should go to the one LT who should go to the XO and go, "I'm having this issue with Seaman Timmy," and then XO will go, "Leave the fuck alone," or I will look into exactly, it kind of thing. exactly. Okay. And so at that point, 
that's when it becomes a conversation of the, the people. And, and this is where we also run into trouble, right? Because depending on where you're at, the XO may not know exactly what it is you're trying to have Seaman Timmy do and how important it is. And then it's, no. again, where it comes down to the captain to make that decision. They have the authority to go against that medical recommendation. But right, so once they call, we aren't going to say like, okay, so this is what happened. He came in. He said, you guys suck. He's, he's upset about that. Like that is not what we do. We ensure yeah. like, hey, tell me what you need them to do. No. This is why this is going to exacerbate their issue. If you have them do this, the reason is, again, like your hip bone is connected to your knee bone. This is going to make it worse and give them the ramifications because a lot of it is, especially with with the float commands. And again, this is my my people, right? Like this is what I love. But we have this need where we we need you now. We need you for this month in the import or the world's going to end. No, it's fucking not, man. Because if you don't get me during this month, I'm going to go to all my appointments and everything's going to be fine. And you're going to have me for that deployment. But because yeah. you want me there changing fucking light bulbs, you're going to lose me for that patrol. And and mm-hmm. that's where it, it becomes important to have that communication of like this is why we want this person not doing A, B, and C. So let's say you, you get a med board, all right, and it goes all the way up to those fucking really super smart people and who know everything and they're super trained and they're really good officers. I, I, I only know a couple. Um, your, your marks already got submitted, right? I I told my fucking chief to give me all threes. Oh, I know. Uh, don't act like I don't <laughs> listen. Um, so, regardless of how that med board comes out, whether it's in what I want or whether it's when what I not want, like either getting kicked out, being retired, whatever, do I have the ability to appeal that? Okay. So to answer that question, I'm gonna have to kind of backtrack to again, or, or due to the basketball, right? I'm gonna keep coming back to him just so I can follow the timeline because. Like I answer these questions for a living, so I want to make Mm -hmm. sure that I'm giving the best answer possible. Yeah. So med boards. Let's say, again, going back to Seaman Timmy, that it followed this this path. He went through a TLD. That first nine months happened. He was on a TLD, and his, his commanding officer requested an administrative assignment and pulled him from his unit to the nearest base, just for for argument's sake. So he started working, you know, he was permanently assigned to this base that that nine months went by and they were like, hey, he might he might be good to go at the end of the next three months. We request an extension. They grant it. Cool. We get to the end of that next three months and they're like, nah, like there's his leg, his legs like F to the fucked. We're this is not good. Like he's not going to be able to walk straight again. He's not he can't really support weight on that leg. Like this is a problem. It, it meets the fact that he is not going to be able to complete his duties and we are going to initiate a med board. So we compile all that shit, like I mentioned, right? Mm-hmm. Compile it all. Doctor writes his thing. Everybody signs everything. You get counseled. We send this off to PSC. PSC reviews it like we talked about. And once it gets to the stage where the, the powers that be that you mentioned, all those officers that you were, uh, you know, talking so shitting well on. about. Shitting on. Yeah, shitting, shitting on. on That's the right phrase. Sorry. Shitting mm-hmm. on. They're looking at it. So just to clarify, too, those there is a medical officer that reviews it. There is a lawyer that reviews it. And so once they go through and do that, that is when they assign a, a disability decision. So the decision as to whether or not you have already been or if you are fit for duty or whether or not you are not fit for duty and should be, you know, not able to be retained in the Coast Guard has already been made. 
So they started mm. that when we compiled all the initial paperwork. That decision has been made by your local medical officer. This is now the review to say, hey, like this medical officer at PSC is going to review it and say, hey, you know, actually, what about this treatment? We didn't try this. Can we try this? And they'll send it back and go, hey, man, you need to do this, refer them for that, and let's see what happens. So that, that is completely normal for that to take place. Now, as they review it and they go through, that's when they start looking at disability. And this is when it gets into, okay, we have found you not fit for retention. And we are going to remove you from service. Your service will end. At this point, you have a couple of different options as to what will happen. And they get a little complicated. So you have a separation without severance, a separation with severance, and then a permanent retirement and a temporary retirement. Those are the four real options. So depending on how long you have been in and the percentage of disability determines whether or not you are going to be separated with or without severance and then retired permanently or temporarily. So it all kind of plays in. So for the separations, well, let me, I'm going to read this. I'm going to read this verbatim just because I know I see Mr. Mr. Miami looking at me. So for, for severance, this is your members with less than 20 years of service who have less than a 30% disability rating will get severance pay. If you have 20 or more years of service, then you do not qualify for severance pay at all. And then for retirement, if you have less than 20 years of service, but have 30% or more disability rating, you are eligible for medical retirement. And if you have 20 years of more or service, then you, it doesn't matter what percentage you are, you are eligible for medical retirement. Where does that percentage come from, though? Okay, so where do the percentages come from? I'm telling you, this is going to be a three-part episode. The, the people are going I'm to be driven go. back and forth from work like 15 times. <clears throat> so that percentage comes from the evaluation of your disability. So now I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take a giant fucking asterisk again. This is based on the legacy medical evaluation board process that the Coast Guard is currently using. We are currently transitioning to what is called IDES, or I-D-E-S, the Integrated Disability Evaluation System. Is that the DOD one that we're going to? The VA one, but yes. It's the one that the DOD is on. So we're the only only component not not in IDES yet, and we're still trying to go through basically a, a qualification process, if you want to say that. Like we're doing a pilot program. Like my unit is part of the pilot program. We submitted through IDES, and it is amazing for a lot of different reasons one it speeds things up because the number one complaint with meds boards is that they take for fucking ever the second issue is that it looks as you differently it looks at you differently so right now when we talk about the disability percentage the disability percentage is based on the condition that you are medical boarded for in the legacy system in the IDES system integrated being that it is looking at you from the disability perspective of you not being fit for service for issue a but it also looks at you as a whole and that allows the va because they are the ones doing all of it it allows the va to gauge you as a whole person because if you you know seaman timmy may have messed up their leg and that's all that the current legacy disability system is looking at 
But at the end of the day, when they get out, they still have tinnitus. You, they still have all these other issues that they need to be all rated the for. All stuff. All the OMSHIP shit, all of that, that gets compiled into, like, what's going on with you when you separate. But the, the MEB is only looking at the issue for which you are not qualified. So when where that percentage comes from, they use the VA system, and they're looking at that percentage. Now, the percentages, I'm going to tell you right now, everyone gets up in arms about the fucking percentages. They think if I get 60% for my leg and I get 40% for my tinnitus, how in the fuck does that not equal 100%? There's tables that's for this. Literally my next, gets, that's literally my it, next question is I'm like, telling you, how does, how does, like, if I get lead for this and I get hearing for this and I get eye for that, back for this, knee for that, heart for this, how am I, I'm over 100%, you owe me money, motherfucker. What's up, everybody? It's the Disgruntled Sailor here, and I just wanted to take a minute to talk about one of our sponsors, Oak and Iron Coffee. Oak and Iron was founded to honor America's rich nautical history along with the history of the Coast Guard. Every member of their team has either served in the Coast Guard or a veteran who grew up on the water. They are putting out some amazing coffee. They offer whole bean or ground coffee along with K-cups, tumblers, and stickers. They can even do unit orders if needed. One of the best things about the company is that a portion of all the proceeds goes to support CGMA. So every time you buy from them, you're essentially helping your fellow Coasties who need it the most. Go check them out on Instagram at Oak and Iron Coffee or on the web at OakandIronCoffee.com and tell them the Disgruntled Sailor sent you. Also, do percentages work off whole numbers or is it like 28.7 or is it always like 29 or 30 or you know what I mean? Don't make life complicated. All right, so. Yeah, dickhead. (laughs) So. I'll, I'm going to answer this two different ways, but hopefully the same. It's called the VA Schedule of Rating Disabilities. That's that's what you need to Google if anyone's trying to look for information for this. The Schedule of Rating Disabilities. Unfortunately, every different category of disability is rated differently. So, like, TBIs, traumatic brain injuries, are rated completely different than everything else. You've got mental illness is is rated differently. Your musculoskeletal injuries are rated differently. When you're dealing with with things like TBIs, like they they will stagger things differently. Whereas some things, it's all whole numbers. To answer to answer the Colonel Sailor's question, it, it's whole numbers. We don't get down to the percentages. It's whole numbers generally rounded up. Most of these categories get rounded up to the nearest whole ten. So you're not generally at sixty five. It's generally at a sixty or seventy. And some of these, for example, like the mental health stuff, you can, you're generally only rated at like 10, 30, 50, 70, or 100. They skip everything else. Those are your options. So in, in saying this, I just want to, I know I'm, I'm a broken record, but I want to reiterate that every single case like this is individualized. It doesn't matter what you to, say. People are going to bitch no matter what. No, I know. But I'm, I'm telling you, man, I, I am a firm believer in the fact that a little bit of communication, just a little bit of trying to help people and, and to have them understand what we're dealing with, if if they can see the other side and be like, oh, shit, I listened to some asshole's podcast and some clown fucking told me that, like, it's complicated. Maybe I should just try and understand it a little bit. If that keeps one phone call off somebody's desk, like, I'm, I'm all about it because that's what Agreed. it takes to get people Agreed. what they need. So yeah, for sure. when you look at these and you've got multiple disability ratings, 
they don't just add up because everyone thinks like, sure, if I've got 60, 40, 30, like I'm 110 percent, they're going to pay me more than they do now. I literally thought, I I swear to God, I literally thought like if I have, you know, 50 percent retirement when I hit 20 and then I have 30 for my heart, I have 20 for my knees, I have 10 from tinnitus, I have five from lead, I should get 105 percent retirement. And you're telling me that it's not correct. So much incorrectness. So wow. Okay. Well, there goes my retirement plans. Yeah, you might wanna you might wanna start. I wouldn't necessarily recommend the stock market right now, but I mean, you could if you want to pump some in. But definitely uh, try and get some more money from the podcast. So <laughs> like up those shirt sales. Yeah, because we're Everybody's making a shellback. tons, right? Yeah, because we're a making. Everyone gets a t-shirt. Yeah. yeah. So how does so the... when you look at something, for example, like go ahead. So, like, me, for example, so, like, let's say I hit 20, or I'm getting close to 20, and I get, you know, I get my 50% of my retirement that I'm owed, and then I get, let's say I get, I get lucky, and I get 30% for my heart, and then I get 10% for lead, and I get 10% for my hearing. Let's just say I get lucky. How is that, is that, how is that not 100% of my base pay? Is that, I'm just, ba- I'm literally, like, literally... It's it's I'm, new math, I'm man. Not, it's new math. I'm baffled that that's not how it fucking works. It's common core. Common core Fuck math. Fuck you in that common core. I'm just saying, like, <laughs> so like, if you say if you say you get fifty percent when you retire, and you get yeah, we're gonna give you twenty percent or thirty percent for your heart. How does how do those percentages not add up to a hundred, hundred and ten, hundred and ten, hundred twenty percent? How is that not a thing? The the easiest answer for me to tell you is because you can't get both. That's the easiest answer for me to tell you. You can't get both. So you can either get like retirement pay or you can get disability pay. You can't get both. So what you have to do, and and this is what's, I mean, we're already into the extremely sticky shit. Like you, you have to talk to a, a tax advisor. You need to look at what your circumstances are because we again we all kind of fall back into this well like the answer should be the answer for everyone but it's not like if you're looking at a different you're in a different tax bracket whether or not you have dependents whether or not you're divorced which money is taxable which money isn't taxable because that your disability pay isn't taxable and your retirement pay is but then if you're in a state where your retirement pay is isn't taxable what's that going to do for you you have to i i I don't want to cut you off i don't mean to cut you off i so like I've been in 16 years. In 16 years. Thank you for your service. You're you're fucking welcome. I'll see you at Applebee's. I have been told like I I it's 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 like I feel like it's considered common knowledge. Like do 20 get 50. That's that's the deal. Do 20 yes, years period. get 50%. That's period. What if that you're on the sense. if you're on the leg if you're on the legacy Yeah, all the yeah, all F- the sweet guys yeah. with a new system. Yeah. And then, like, it's com- that's that's a fact, right? So, and then, it's I feel like I've been told over and over, and I mean over and over is re- is underscored. They say you get fifty percent when you retire at twenty. Your heart's fucked up. Your ears are fucked up. Your lead's fucked up. Your knees are fucked up. Your back is fucked up. Those all add up. You could get a hundred percent disability. And it's literally like I, I when I say like. I believe in Santa Claus. I believe in dinosaurs. I believe in aliens. I believe 
the commandant has my best interests in my 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 captain has my best interests in mind. That's a mistake. That's a mis- I, I I'm just saying like the, these are things that I thought were like I'm not absolute. I'm not I'm not how do I say this? I'm not saying this for the podcast because I want to ha- continue the conversation. I literally fucking thought if I get 30% disability for my heart and I get 10% for lead, and I get 10% for my ears, I get 10% because my pecker don't work. I thought those compound into my 50% retirement, and I get 100% disability. That's not a, Are you telling me right now that's not a fucking thing? So, first of all, I, I love that you you listed off your retirement pay as 50%, and then you started adding shit to it, and then at the end you called it 100% disability. So, like, it's right there in the sentence, man. Like, your retirement pay well, is not I, part of disability. It's, I said two I, different things. They're two different things. Wrong. Okay, I said it wrong. So I get fifty percent from the military. Then I go, hey VA, um, nope. this is all this shit that's fucked up. Give me retirement. Give me disability pay. And they go, yeah, we're gonna give you fifty percent disability tape, disability pay because your shit's fucked up. You now have a hundred percent pay. Is that? Are you telling me like seriously telling me that right now? That's not how it fucking works. Yes, yeah, it Bob. sounds like it's two different things. You, wait, no. The, I want the dude that knows what he's talking about the talk. Yes, Bob. One dollar. I fucking quit the Coast Guard as of right fucking now. I'm not gonna lie. My heart dropped. I thought you were gonna say you hated me, but yeah, no. That's your 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 perception is fucked. And and as this moment, everyone who's ever told you this is, it's not that they were full of shit. It's that they just didn't know. And so I would emphasize that everyone gets to go to TGPS or what is the artist formerly known as Taps. Go to it. Learn, talk to your VA reps, talk to people early, and make sure that you understand this process. Because, again, it's individualized because a lot of people say, like, oh, I got all this disability. And you're getting paid differently, but your retirement pay, depending on your circumstances, may not be what you need it to be. So people have been getting – I got a question. Wait, wait. No, I'm not done yet. So people have been getting retirement and disability for literally 100 years now. 100 years now. 100 years. One zero zero hundred fucking years. People of getting disability, military, retirement, pay. How have I not been fucking told that this isn't how it fucking works? Probably because people didn't Probably. understand the process. I oh, you're I, stupid. I, I I never said I was smart. I mean, I have said I'm smart. <laughs> Are you fucking liar? <laughs> I just said I said I was. I, I I I just need a minute to fucking process this because I literally literally like 1000% have said talking to people that aren't military like oh yeah I'm going to retire 20 years my heart's going to give me this my ears are going to give me this my knees are going to give me this if I'm lucky I'll get 75 80% retirement you know and I'm looking at 3 grand a month the rest of my life until I die just don't for forget to up. factor in inflation but so when you're <laughs> when you're looking at this the the piece to understand is to that like don't discount the fact that the VA isn't going to give you money. You are not. You will still have a great opportunity to get money from the VA, depending on what you're doing. They they pay for mileage to and from appointments. If you're seeing a specialist, they they pay a lot. And another important fact for this is that when you're dealing with disability ratings, I, one important piece that I want to make sure we're all tracking on is that when the you're getting your DOD or what we you know we're not DOD but it's the same understanding. That yeah. that that disability rating, if you were to get medical boarded, and the disability rating with a VA, so the VA is dynamic. 
and the DOD is static. So if if your disability rating, for example, leg guy, wait, right? Wait, wait, before, before oh, you go on, I have a quick, quick question. Quick. We still haven't so, even answered just Colonel Scraler's question. Like, I'm I don't, I don't, I, four listen, part I don't give a, Got it. I don't, give a, I don't give a fuck about his question. I just want to make sure before you answer that I'm clear. You're clear on what I'm asking. I'm saying I get I do not get medboarded, okay? Because you said medboard. I do not get medboarded. I just do my twenty. All right. I keep my mouth shut. I don't touch anyone. I don't get a DUI. I do twenty years. Right. Not a day over. I get fifty percent. Then I go to the VA in my retirement process and I give them my medical record and go, "Here's my fucked up shit." I don't. You're saying I do not get fifty percent plus what the VA says I fucked up. Is that what you're saying? Are you saying med board doesn't count? So I can speak specifically to medical boards for their okay. disability and their DOD service because your retirement pay and then your like your severance pay and your medical retirement is different. Because now you you've got me so fucked up that you're fucked up and now I'm confused. I'm my bad. My bad. <laughs> you're asking like fourteen different. Scenario. Yeah. yeah, because he got me. He got me scared. I'm scared now that I'm not going to get more than fifty percent. I'm scared now, so I'm wound up. But don't worry you about it. You were wound sweetheart. up before. I mean, that's my general so, personality. All right, let's answer my question. Right? You're what was your said, question? I don't even know. Yeah, you said it? right. You get ten percent for this, twenty percent for that. You know, fifty percent for this. You said all those don't add up, right? Collectively. So do they? How do they? base your percentage off of do they base it off whatever was the highest or is it like a median of the three so there is a table that they use and i do not like this this is where common core comes into play right i'm surprised it's not a fucking sharepoint i it you know it probably is there's a team for this (laughs) so that there is a a table that they use and i do not understand the complexities of this table but basically you're looking at the fact that you have if you got 70 percent in this and then 60 percent in this and you make the lines meet and you're going to get a number and then that number rounds up to the nearest 10 because as you mentioned we aren't going into crazy decimal points and it's it's that. So number. it's like the weight. It's like it's the like, weight chart. Yeah, it's like BMI. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Dude, I'm a. I am about to flip this fucking table. I'm so angry right now. Okay, so I'm going to answer your question about what they call concurrent retirement and disability pay. So this allows military retirees to receive both military pay and VA compensation. It was prohibited until 2004, and so you're. To be eligible for it, you have to be a VA or a regular retiree with VA disability greater than 50%. So that's the piece that we hadn't really talked about yet, is if you're over 50%, you can get both. But if you're under I, 50%, you can't. But then that's different I, than all the 30% shit I was talking about earlier with severance versus retirement. I am. I do not know how to convey how stupid I feel right now because I have been – for at least 10 years at least so te- a decade of my life i have been under the assumption that i get 50% no matter what and then i go to the va during my reti- while i'm in my retirement process and go i'm fucked up because of these reasons and then that compounds into my retirement and i get a certain amount after that i am so fucking flabbergasted that that is not how it works i 
all of my plans for retirement and my life going forward have completely changed right fucking the second. I'm going to go ahead and say you're welcome, but I feel like that was a lot like of anger pointed in a certain direction. But so no, this it, is what's it, important least, is that people least, know this. Yeah, at least I know now. At least I know now when I still have four years left. Bro, and, this this podcast recording thing just says, are you still here? Like I'm watching Netflix <laughs> you, for hours and I was like, yep. <laughs> I just I, – I, I don't – I don't want to keep being a dead horse, but I am just – I don't know how to yeah, – that's it sounds like there's a lot you of can get fucking... both, but that's just a regular retiree. But then at the same time, like people come in and then, I, and we see it all the time in the clinics. People come in and they're like, "Okay, so I'm retiring, so I have sleep apnea." Like, do you? And you, they don't get those ratings that they think they do because they wait until the very end, and and they think that they're just going to be able to tack on a bunch of stuff. And sometimes it does benefit because they do have the condition, and they perhaps weren't bringing it forward because they were concerned about the repercussions. But a lot of time, man, like it's just they don't meet that threshold and they're trying to bump up their VA rating, but it doesn't work. I've met several people that go, oh, man, get sleep apnea. It's a guaranteed 30 percent. Just get sleep apnea. It's guaranteed 30 percent. Erectile dysfunction, guaranteed 10 percent. So you're telling me that's not a fucking thing. I'm, I'm not telling you that that's not a thing. You have to have sleep apnea. You have to have erectile dysfunction. And then again, well, to to mimic how like they pro- thirty plus ten does not I, equal forty. How do they prove my? I dick just work? did. Does some fucking doctor I just have did. to try to get me a dick hard? Like, how do they prove I don't have a hard dick? I mean, so you have to go to a strip just... club, and then you. <laughs> Can you imagine if the VA had strip clubs for this? Like, <laughs> yeah, and probably like the worst fucking candy stripers imaginable. Yeah, yeah no, I don't I know just... the answer to how they're going to check your your pencil lead, but uh. I, that's that's sleep, the here sleep now, studies are different. Man. Like like there's an actual yeah, they, like I just did a sleep study. They take you and they and put you to sleep fucking, they, or they let you sucks. sleep. They got you all hooked up and you you have to to know that you can't yeah. just walk in and go I have sleep apnea and my wife tells me I snore and they're gonna be like oh shit man check here no, you no, go. I, no I no I I I get that I I know people that are like they do a sleep study they see a doctor they have to use a CPAP she, CPAP machine they have to use it a minimum of four hours a night like it, it registers with this company they have to use it. And they go, yeah, it's guaranteed ten percent. And you're you're saying that that is there's a possibility. Like that's I just, not how the math works. That is fucking insane, bro. Like I, I, for one, it's not ten percent. I think right now it's fifty percent for if you have sleep apnea. See, like but that like, he, he's the VA's looking at it. No, he's doing it. He's doing it right fucking now. He's literally doing it right now. He's saying you get fifty percent for sleep apnea. He literally just did the thing. He did. He said the thing. He's doing it. But that's but that's. Di- it's different. It's not like you you get your retirement and this unless it meets that criteria. Well, also he, what, you... what Chief's trying to say is like you have to meet X, Y, and Z to get both. If not, I think you get one or the other. And so that's where it's tough too because you got to look at this. There's different severities, right? And it depends on what you're diagnosed with. Like if you look at something, like an example I have here is a digestive ulcer, right? So that you you have like a duodenal ulcer. But everyone thinks like, okay, cool, you have this certain diagnosis code and they look at it, but then they look to see whether or not it's mild, moderate, moderately severe, or severe. If it's he severe, it's 60. I did say duodenum. <laughs> Underwear. Yeah. I'm uh, literally a child. <laughs> what like, about if gout? it's severe, it's yeah, what 60%. About gout? What if, I'm not looking what you, man. I Look, 
I prepared for the podcast. Don't ask, start asking me about every fucking specific thing everywhere just pulling out of nowhere. What happens if my left pinky toe hurts more than my right pinky toe and my nails are funny colors? Like, get the fuck out of here. But, like, if you look at severe duodenal ulcer, it's 60%. Moderately severe is 40%. Moderate is 20%. And then mild is 10%. Like, so it all, it's very specific. Like, you have to look at your individual cases. And, and look at what you're going to have. And a lot of people, like, okay. they just, because they start doing Common Core, and they're like, no, man, 50 and 40 and 10 is 100. I got this. And okay. that's not how it works. So I, I think back to what you're saying, like, it's super individualized, and it's on a case-by-case basis, so it's different for fucking everybody. So, right. like, Mr. Miami's, right, if he has all this shit, his, you know, gout, because we like to pick on him for having gout, and all this other shit is whatever, and then I have, you know, a, B, and C, his shit might be different than my shit. Okay. Exactly. I, I get that. Okay. I get that. Where where can I go to learn, uh, aside from taps, where can I go to figure out this shit? Because, number one, I feel like this needs to be, like, this needs to be a fucking all hands. Like, I feel like they need to get an entire unit together and go, hey, just in case everyone didn't fucking know, this is how it fucking, like, you don't just get. Like if I feel I feel like I'm yelling because I'm angry. So what's gonna happen is listen, now that we're talking about it, this podcast is gonna be played at a lot of all hands. Listen, I want to know. Like, God, I, I hope I, not. Yeah, <laughs> I I feel like like I like I literally have people that I work with and and that work for me that go. I am doing this. I'm getting this disability. I'm gonna get paid this when I get out. Well, I mean, I go, are you guys that just must to, be, just to be clear? Like, you understand it's your base pay, right? Because a lot of people cut their paycheck by fifty percent and go, "I'll be fucking fine," and they don't realize no, no. that none of the no, other shit counts. Fifty percent is fifty no, 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 no. percent of your base. No, pay. I understand <laughs> that, but, but, but I, I hear people make go, sure. "I'm, I'm a second class. I'm getting, I'm getting, you know, my base pay right now is like three thousand dollars or whatever the fuck. Let's say it's three thousand dollars. I my back is making me." Inoperable. I'm getting 100% medically retired. I'm going to get 100% of my base pay when I retire. And I go, that must be fucking nice. And then I get pissed off. And I go, maybe I should get medically retired. That is not the fucking case, right? No, it's got to be above Correct. 50% disability. And so so to, to that point, too, I want to make sure, because going back to what I was talking about earlier, because you've got me all over the fucking road. Dude, you're going to make me cry. I, like, don't, literally, you're going to make me cry. Don't. It'll be <laughs> fine. We'll, we'll hug it out later. So... Disability ratings within the VA are dynamic. They can change. So if you get out and and Seaman Timmy's leg because we we medical boarded him, he got out and he goes to the VA and he's like my, my leg like where it is now when he's you know thirty, he becomes forty and his leg's fine. He his vis- disability rating drops. So your really? disability rating changes. So you can end up in that circumstance where if your condition improves because that's the whole point. Like looking at this as as the, you know the the used car lot that we are, the the improvement here is that we want to get you better. That's the whole goal. That's the fucking point of this is we want to get See, you. See, I was always told it could it can never drop. It can always go up. So is that a common misconception? Yes. Because if you get I, better, I, if we if they fucking cure you, they're not going to be like, all right, you're you're healed, but here's your check. Like no, like it can go down if you change. So that if you if you end up being 
like kicked out for something like a, a thing I was reading earlier was shin splints. You get kicked out from the military for shin splints. They medical I board you for shin splints. They give you X percentage for shin splints. You get out and then you have to choose between your military disability or your VA disability, right? Because you can't have both. You got to pick one. And let's say that your military disability is 10%, just arbitrarily. And then your VA disability, you're like, well, that's that's 5%. So I'm going to keep my military disability. Got it. You choose that. But then all of a sudden, after two years, they go, nope, this is progressed. We're going to have to amputate your leg. They don't change your DOD disability. They don't change that. Really? That stays the way it is because it's, again, DOD is, tight, because is you static and VA is dynamic so that's where it's it's interesting it can get worse with the va but like it can also get better they're not going to continue to pay you for something that they fixed what i'm hearing is i should do 20 and keep my fucking mouth shut is what i'm hearing not even a little because again you can have depending on your disability you could have over 50 percent and you qualify for the concurrent disability but you may not but that's the pieces where people operate under this assumption where they're Automatic. They think they're they're trying to do the math and on their Excel spreadsheet trying to figure out what their their income is going to be, and they gravely underestimate what they're going to get for their retirement. All right, my last question about MEVs and disability. Uh, yeah, you're you're one hundred percent right. Um, I was told there's different types of disability, like full disability, partial disability, a sprinkle of disability. Like if you get this disability, you are not allowed to work ever again. Is that correct? Shit, I, I don't know, think man. so. I think so, I think so. A buddy of mine, right, just got out from the Air Force, and he got a hundred percent disability. And and I was like, I remember reading a long time ago that if you were considered a hundred percent disabled and you got caught working, uh, they could they could revoke your disability, right? Because like this says you can't do this, yeah, and you're doing this, so you're going against it. And so I Googled it, and apparently the laws changed. So from what I was able to find off a quick Google search is that even if, you are a, yeah, <laughs> even if you are 100% disabled, you are still allowed to have a job. Like, does it to say what kind of job? It, it, it didn't. It just said you're still allowed to work. I mean, that was a quick Google search, so take that for what it's worth. I just want to put that caveat out there. That's not, like, legal advice. But uh, I'm taking all I this mean, Google, legal advice. Google pretty much knows everything now. Dude, so. I listen, I am so like I am literally beside myself with grief right now. But at the same time, aren't you glad we got uh, Chief on here to fucking clarify all this shit? I, yeah, I so like here's here's part of the deal, though. Like we, we all are operating under the assumption because that's where we are. We're human beings, right? We're, we're in this to get a better disability rating because we want to get more money and do less work. But at the end of the day, could like, you hear again, us the whole time? So oh, you're, okay. you're, you're looking at this, like with a guy you mentioned a hundred percent disability, he got a hundred percent disability. The assumption is that he is 100% disabled according to that table to not do certain shit. Like, if his leg was messed up and that was the reason why he got 100% disability and then he's up there being a fucking arborist cutting down trees, that math doesn't add up in, like, the real world. Like, the front page test, like, that that doesn't make Mm. sense. So that's where, like, we have to understand that this system is in place to help protect our, our veterans to make up for the money that they're not going to be able to get 
when they're out. So the DOD money is made to compensate you for the money that you would have gotten if you continued your career in the military. The VA money Have you ever considered made... local government or state legislature? Because you'd be a great candidate. I uh, Vote for me. So, like me. so again, the DOD money is supposed to cover your military payments, and then the VA money is, is built around the construct of covering for the civilian payments that you will not get. So, like, understanding that this is under a, a, the premise that we are going to I have never, someone I who is never actually disabled. Thought about I never thought about it that, like, it was to cover what you won't be able to make as a disabled person. Right. That, like, I mean, honestly, I never thought it. about it in that way either. But like, I feel like this has to be an all hands podcast now. No, like, like, like commands. Like, if you're listening, like, play the... this motherfucking shit. Like, I literally have. Like, God, I am so fucking mad right now. I've literally had cheese be like, "Yeah, dude, yo, tell him your dick don't work. Tell him your ears ring, and you'll get fucking thirty percent. You'll be fucking eighty percent the rest of your life. You'll be good to go." So and that's I'd the base... number one problem that when you ask people that are still in, and this is the thing, like I, I only know this kind of stuff from from dealing with it and because of what I do. But a lot of people don't find out the, the shit truth until they're out. And then they're like, why, it's too fucking why late. Is, why is this not front page? Like, I have to hear every three Dude, months. Google it. It is. You're not I, looking in the right place. My question is, why every three months I have to hear, don't touch anyone. Every three months I have to hear, tell people they're their proper pronouns and identify their proper gender. Every three months I have to do fucking cyber windows. Every fucking three months I got to do, don't leave your cat card in your computer. I gotta, I gotta hear. Don't what fucking, fucking GMT do this. Is he on? <laughs> I, 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 I see where you're going. Like, like why don't this we should this? be a GMT why we, training. Why do we again? Not... Like, why flashing all the way back to like, hey, get your fucking medical records together if you're in a white space unit and you're not, you're not seeing a primary care provider within the Coast Guard. Like, I get it. There are things yeah, that look, we need to be training look. on. Every meme ever, we've seen it. It's the pie chart, mm-hmm. and it's like your actual fucking job is so small, and they teach you a bunch of superfluous bullshit. And and this is the kind of stuff that's important that we need to be teaching people, and that's why you guys doing what you do is so fucking great. Speaking of medical, yeah. Record. So if one of you officers, I'm gonna go ahead and put this out there. If one of you officers want to boost your OERs and look yeah. like you're hot shit, figure this the fuck out. Make this a training, and so, make it GMT. How how can I verify? Maybe not my this because my my boss will fire me. Tell your boss to come <laughs> fight me because I'll fucking fight him. She will. How she can, listens. Wait, you're. Your uh, new, new boss or your new, old boss? Uh, the boss above that boss. I've hit exactly oh, okay. two women in the military, and I won both times. <sighs> Just in case we're keeping score. <laughs> she Just... she'd fight you, bro. Don't 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 try that. So, how do you verify your medical record? Yeah, how do I know, like, what's in my medical record is like? How do I know what's supposed to be in there is in like? Can I come? Record? Can I come into a clinic? And look through my own shit to make sure my shit that I had back it's in mine. 2009 it's mine. is I in it there. It is unfortunately very much not yours. Yeah, it is. It's my HIPAA information. It's in, mine. Incorrect. It is your information, but it is not yours. It is property. Of my the information about the time. My information about the time I got so sick, I shit in my own bed. Is my information? I should have access to it. Uh, you have access to it, but that does not make it yours. Yeah, like, can I can I come into the clinic and go, hey, this shit happened to me back in two thousand nine. Can I? Is it in my record? Yes, absolutely. That is within your right. So, you are allowed to examine your own health record, but you have to be in the presence of 
a health services department representative. So you, if it's a clinic, that sounds like be... some fucking Nazi shit is what that sounds like. So like you got to okay, be so around an HS. I, I get that. That Yes, you have to be around an HS. So I, I agree that like from your perspective, it sounds like some, oh, got it. You don't want me. It's not that we're going to be there like, no, I'm not going to let you read this page. It's just that our concern is you don't want to take stuff out or you don't want to add stuff that isn't true. So okay, we have to maintain – think of it like that's a case fair. package, right? All I hear is about how okay. fucking amazing you are out there sailing the seven seas, you know, taking down drug Operator. owners Operator. Operating it's... or whatever it is you say you do. Operator. <laughs> it's with an M. It's Operator. Operator. Well, I'm going to tell you that it's it's about that. It's about maintaining <laughs> maintaining that consistency, right? We have to make sure that that's... that record hasn't been just taken – and there are units because I know like the smaller units, there are times when it's like, here, man, take your fucking record. You're going out to blah, blah, blah. You need this. And we obviously have the opportunity when you're transferring, if you're hand carrying a record, people can use that as an opportunity. We have safeguards that, that we do that's fair. to make sure that people don't do that. But the, the premise okay. is that we want to make sure it's it's safe. You want no. you want custody confirmation is what you want. Exactly. That's fine. I totally, I totally get that. Speak now, his language, and he understands. Yeah, I know. Yeah, right? So I know we went to electronic medical records, right? Yes. Allegedly. No, we why did. Do I still have a, why do I still have a paper? Why do I still have a fucking paper medical record? Okay, there are three different answers for that. The first one is fuck you. The oh, second is <laughs> no. So look, MHS Genesis rolled out, and we uh, are on it for all shoreside clinics. So we still oh, have here we go. There are still some gaps. So mm. we have we have units that aren't there. We have IDHS units that aren't there. The ships aren't there yet. We still need pepper records. When Seaman Timmy transfers to a boat, we still have to have that entire history there. Also, when we transition to this electronic health record, all of your information that's in your paper record is not there yet. So if you okay. come in for something and you're coming in for this heart thing and you're like, Hey man, in two thousand two I was fucking skinny. And I was sexy, and some shit happened, and I want you to look at it because I think that it's pertaining. That's not in the computer yet. So okay. we have to – we still need to maintain that paper record because otherwise we wouldn't have that information. So that's why we still have paper records. All right. Now what now, about no, wait, like no, when a new, a new person shows up to my small boat unit, right, and they say – and like fresh out of boot camp shows up to my small boat unit, and traditionally – We've seen people show up from boot camp with medical record in hand. Yes. Right, packaged up, however, fucking medical packages up. How come those people aren't showing up with paper records anymore when you say we still need paper records? So, we still need paper records. Our old asses sitting on this fucking podcast drinking beer need paper records. Seaman Timmy, fresh out of boot camp, does not because everything that he has done. Up until that point when he walks into the clinic at, at Small Boat Station that supports Small Boat Station, whatever, he has everything that has been done to him is in the electronic health record. So that's where it now. Now, when that guy, when Seaman Timmy isn't responding or isn't reporting to a Small Boat Station but reports to a, a cutter, that is when we have to build him a record. So the clinic has to go through and pull because, again, the IDHS that's on that ship doesn't have fucking Genesis. So we have to go into the system and pull everything that happened to him at boot camp and build him a paper record. But the, the hope is that there will be people in the coming years that have graduated boot camp you know, tomorrow that, depending on their unit pathway, will end up reporting to a cutter after 
cutters get MHS Genesis and will never need a paper record. All right, the so following question that I'm sure fucking Mr. Miami is going to ask me is, so what happens to your paper fucking record? Very close. That. <laughs> okay, so with your paper record, we're in a weird phase. MHS Genesis is something that is interoperable between all of the Department of Defense agencies as well as the Department of Veteran Affairs. So we can see everything. <coughs> what... What happens to all of your stuff beforehand, what is currently in process is they're coming up with a contract plan to come in and scan all of your paper records from previous and then input it into Genesis so that when Mr. Miami eventually retires, he will have everything in Genesis. So what does that mean for someone that's in his, I'm going to use this phrase very loosely, but age bracket, if you will. Of, of the mm-hmm. people that are in this weird, like, so I'm going to get get out soon, and I don't know where my shit's going to be. The answer is you need to go into your clinic, schedule a time, depending on your clinic, because every clinic kind of operates differently in this realm. Go into your clinic, schedule a time that you can remain or get your record, and then make a copy of it so that you have a copy of everything in your record. And this is where, going back to our original conversation, you need to verify that surgery that was done at civilian hospital wherever is in your record. And all that stuff is complete. Because if you haven't done it yet before you're listening to this podcast, you need to make sure that you are checking that everything important in a civilian medical institution that happened to you is in that record. All right. Well, I'm not a medical professional, so I don't know what's required to, like – like, I don't know, like – like, do I do I need my EKG? Do I need my echocardiogram? Assume the answer do is I... yes, man. Everything. Everything. And that's what's I would, tough. I would venture on behalf of saying everything medi- medically related you did while you were on active duty or reserve, whatever, whatever you are, should be in your health record. And so okay. that's where it becomes tough, right? Because you, you sit here and you're like, cool, I've been in 18 years. How the fuck am I supposed to remember everything that happens to me? And this is another part of the retirement process where people need to to start early and, and look back at your record and think and, and look back and go, look at all your photos in, in your fucking phone, man. Like, hey, this is that selfie I took and sent to all my buddies when I was in the hospital. Are those notes in there? All my surgeries. Look in TRICARE. Log into TRICARE. And look at all the referral authorizations that you had. Because if you went to an ER, that referral authorization will end up being in there. And you can cross-check that and make sure that it's all in there. Do your due diligence to make sure that every piece of documentation, because it may not have meant anything to you then, but that can be the difference between 40% and 50% in which Mr. Miami is going to want that concurrent disability rating. (laughs) Also, I I think you answered my other question, but I just want to double-check. Do you recommend for someone who is separating if they have a paper health record to make a copy of it? What do you got to check your notes? You got to throw up? Did, no, he, I couldn't hear I, I couldn't hear shit that he said. I could, it, it glitched. So oh. sorry, repeat the please oh. repeat the question. Yeah, can, can, can you <laughs> Can you use it in a so sentence? Do you recommend Do you recommend if uh Someone who has a paper health record, make a copy of it prior to them separating. I do not recommend it. I demand it. That you have to, as a member, so, okay, so. I like you more and more as this goes on. I would hope so. So, (laughs) Even though I'm a little mad. I know, you're not, but you're not mad at me. 
Like, no, right? No. Like you're not mad at me. I I applaud you for letting me know. You know, like, and that's the piece. You got it's the more you know. Uh, Lavar Burton would be proud. So the the piece of of copying your health record, man. Like you, you have to do it. No, no matter it. I'll answer that two ways because it, especially with the people who are, are new and up and coming, like if you're listening to this going, I don't have a paper record. I'm a brand new non-rate and I don't have a paper record. All my shit's in Genesis. Like you just said, do you have access to the Genesis patient portal? Have you been looking to make sure that your referrals are inputted? That shit still matters. So not necessarily a copy statement, but I just wanted to take that opportunity to say, you are the person that needs to gain access to your health record. You can see everything we type. Go in there and look and make sure that all of those those notes are there and make sure that you have access to your own record. The other piece being, yes, go in and make a copy of your record and do it early. So it, I'm going to take the early cue and I'm going to kind of hijack this for just a second to talk about a, a VA benefit called BDD, Benefits Delivered at Discharge. So what people will do is they go on terminal and then they're like, yeah, my three priorities are beer, weed, and growing a beard. And Same. that's it. And that's right, fair. Right? Like I, 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 I'm not saying it's wrong. <laughs> I'm just saying like there needs to be a fourth one. So they, they go on terminal leave and they aren't paying attention to what's going on. They think that when they, they stop getting – because we get comfortable with our paychecks, right? And when you're on terminal leave, you're still getting that paycheck and you're comfortable. And then what happens is those paychecks stop. And then you go, well, I have all these disability things that I wanted and I needed to get evaluated. So I start now and you're not getting any money and you got to start square fucking one. If you go 180 days out from your separation date, you can start going to the VA to begin getting the claims process and get your, get your screenings done and get those, those disability ratings started so that you can see if you're going to qualify for disability money. So I literally. So I've seen something uh, recently on this. Shut the fuck. Shut the fuck up. So I no, literally. Fuck you. How so, long have you guys been married? So a long time. So I I literally was interested about this the other day. If you go on the portal and you type in uh, retirement calculator or I forget what it is, you can literally put in your lot your uh, date of getting your like loss of service date your uh terminal leave you want to take and it will literally give you it 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 populates like there's like 30 things it's like 120 days out do this um nine months out do this nine months out do this um uh, two years out do this like so like it starts at like two years two years two years nine months nine months eight months six months two months and it literally goes down like you should do this at this fucking time you can literally go on the portal and find it, and it will tell you that fucking thing. My thing was more important than what you were about to say. Watch. No, I mean, it kind of goes hand in hand. So recently we had a member who was leaving the service, and they were told to utilize or try and utilize the benefits, disability, and discharge. However, like you said, you can start at 180 days which is correct, but you have a window. It's 90 to 180 days. Correct. If you don't access it in that window, you can't utilize it. So you have anywhere from that 180-day starting point all the way down to your 90 days left that you can you can do it. But if it's outside that window, 
you you can't utilize it. Then you're fucked. And it really does help yeah. a lot of people. Like it it it's imperative because you have that time. And a lot of people again, like if you're 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 in that coasting phase. You're just ready to get out. And but this is extremely important. And the benefits delivered at discharge. But if you look at it like 180 days out, you need to be starting claims. Which means you already need all this documentation we're talking about. Every piece of paper from every doctor. You need to have been starting this well before you're at the 180 days. You need to start this at your 18-year mark. If you're only doing 20, start at your 18-year mark. No, I mean – Start there. Well, and I would even counter that and say, like, once they eventually make this a GMT – this is something you need to start when you're fresh out of boot camp at your first unit. I mean, people in boot camp are getting referred to outside providers. They're seeing civilians in boot camp. Like, so these these kids need to know that they have to go. And the, uh, the academy does the same thing for our officer fellows. They, they're seeing civilians. And they may not know that, like, if that paperwork doesn't end up back in your record, that that is something you're missing out on. And as especially we're all young and dumb once for some of us, it was yesterday for some of us, it was last year. But like when you're for young and dumb, people, you're Mr. not Miami think, is still today. for some people. It's still today. Well, he's not young and dumb. He's just dumb. But like, yeah, it, it's all right. <laughs> all right. Let's let's let's. Chief, you have enlightened me in ways that I have not been enlightened since I figured out what a vagina did. And I appreciate that. And. <laughs> I I hope other people under, listen to this and understand what the fuck the deal is. And we've just like We're, literally cracked the iceberg. We haven't talked about rebuttals, just, like none of that shit. Yeah, I I skipped I skipped like six shit. Um uh, but in order in 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 the essence of the podcast and general information, we're going to go on and move on to the next similar but next topic. All right, everybody, that's all the time we have for this episode. We'll see you guys in part two. Later.